Welcome to Drinking and Degrassi. Alex, what are you drinking? Uh, in, you know, in the honor of crappy high school parties and beer, I'm drinking uh, my favorite beer from high school, Pabst Blue Ribbon. Ooh. Yes, what are you drinking tonight, Amber? I'm drinking a rosé spritzer. It's from a company called Petite Pixie. And um, I'm drinking out of a tumbler because I thought that was kind of cottagey slash party. Okay. This way I don't spill anything. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally get it. It makes sense. <laughs> so today's episode is Schools Out, the last feature of this Degrassi generation. Yes. It was a made-for-TV movie. Yeah. And I think they should have just called it the fucking Tessa Campanelli movie. Yep. That, that is what it is is known for. We'll get to that when we get to that scene, but like... Wow, it's it's this is really Degrassi grown up. Like they went for it. This isn't like, oh no, the girl at school might not like me. This is like You are fucking Tessa Campanelli. I'm in a love triangle. Yeah. I'm I'm becoming a grown ass adult. Yeah. I'm having real issues. My friends are going on with their lives. I'm, you know, being held back. When I say I, I mean Joey. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. Like I'm glad that they sort of went here because the way they end Degrassi High I had to remind myself last night like what was the last thing we saw before this movie and it was them just having a a dance Lucy gets voted to be next year's class president they're gonna have this dance and then all the kids get this letter to bring home to their parents that says like oh hey um the school is not structurally sound we're gonna shut down Degrassi uh all of you guys are going to new schools next year so you won't graduate with each other and then they have the dance and like that's it basically mr radich is like i'm out of a job like i'm gonna get transferred all of you kids are gonna go to different schools across the city because no school is big enough to take all of you so have fun you know for your last year having to do it at another school and that's that's the last we got of degrassi until this movie which they made a year later which i'm glad they did it was kind of a nice ending um, well, a nice ending for the show. For but like, some people. Yeah, not a good ending. Like, by the time we get to the end, basically everybody has the worst summer. Like, this is... It was a bummer summer. Yeah. It was not a hot girl summer. No, it was, like, what was it, Judy Moody in the not-so-bummer summer? Like, Oh, was... I love that book. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the most bummer summer. Not Nobody comes out of it Unscathed. Happy, except Alexa and Simon. They're seemingly the only people who, and even they have their own little fight, but, you know, it's, ugh, just, we're watching along with you guys, and, like, watching Allison, and just, I forgot that Allison is such a major character in this movie, because when she shows up in the reunion episode that we were talking to you guys about, like, I was like, why is Allison this character that is the worst? And I'm like, oh, right, because Allison is the fucking worst. I... I forgot about Allison because she doesn't have any pivotal moments really, but I gotta say, I kind of dig her. She has like a cool girl, cool girl aesthetic to her, um, and she just seems like she's like down for fun all the time. Like she doesn't, she gives no fucks about anything, and I yeah. dig that. Especially being able to swim and uh, yes. canoe safety, but 
Yeah, it's it's crazy. You know, we, the, the this movie starts. Everybody's graduating from Shiler High, which is uh, Linda Shiler was one of the creators of the show, so they named the high school after her. The so it actually it opens on Joey Jeremiah oh, shopping right. shopping for rings. Yes, and then it kind of. Um, flashes between a few scenes. So you see Joey shopping for rings. You see the graduation ceremony. Lucy is the valedictorian. Good job, Lucy. Yeah, switching to a new school and becoming valedictorian in your final year. Like Good job. Yeah. No small feat. Yeah. And Wheels, I think, is just skipping graduation altogether to... If he even graduated. If he even graduated, it's unclear. But... Regard, irregardless, he is shopping or paying for a new car. And he, I think, pays about $200 for a new car. Yeah. So I watched this earlier this week with my husband. And I kept thinking, wow, like, what is that in today's money? It's still about the same. It was yeah, not even, it, yeah, not it's not that long ago. I keep thinking it's in the old and timey <laughs> times, but it was only... 30, 30, years, 30 ago, yeah. years ago so it was a little a little while ago yeah, yeah. I, would say, <laughs> I think the inflation for around then is like double so it's like four or five hundred is what you'd be paying for that car now so okay question for you yeah. joey settles on a beautiful 65 dollar ring right how much would that have been in today's money i'm gonna say like 130 150 bucks maybe okay okay because you know, like if you gotta think of what minimum wage was at the time or whatever like there's no way they were none of them were making more than like five dollars an hour no so like that's a couple days worth of pay especially oh. pricing condoms at the shoppers drug mart like yeah. joey is yeah but, i mean he's driving that it, it makes me mad that like he's driving this really nice car he's got like a t t-top uh trans am or, or something like a, a a nice car for a guy like joey and he's sort of like oh like I'm spending all my money on my car, so the the this ring that I'm going to turn from an, uh, a graduation present into a makeshift promise slash engagement ring yeah. can only be so good because all my money's going to my car payments. Like that, right from the beginning, it shows you like Joey doesn't have his priorities set straight. Like not that you should you know oh spend two months salary and blah, blah, like whatever. I get it. He's he's 18. He's not even 19 yet, and he's basically doing it to trap this girl. So she doesn't go away because he knows she's too good for him. Tell us how you really feel, Alex. <laughs> I mean, what? I'm going to shock you in a bit where I say, like, I'm not going to say Joey is not a bad guy, but I definitely understand Joey's situation as it progresses in this movie. I'm not a cheater. I've, I've never cheated on anybody. I, I don't agree with the way Joey handles the situation, but it's sort of a Ross and Rachel, like, we were on a break. Like, Caitlin... We're at this party, to jump back into the, the plot now. Yes. We're at this party. And it, so Lucy is throwing the graduation party. Yeah, at and her house because her she has a nice house because her parents are a doctor and a lawyer. It looks like a great party, though. It looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, except for right now, we're just seeing that Tessa is annoyed that her boyfriend is just a, a waste of weight. He's just getting high. And I think she used to date Yik. So she's hanging out with her ex and her current boyfriend and is sort of tired of just them getting high. So I brought this up when I was watching it earlier. Why would Tessa be at this graduation party anyway? It doesn't make sense because Yik 
is not graduation age. No. I don't think Luke is grad. Maybe maybe because they're friends with Luke. I think is that Luke? I can't even remember. I can't remember. I think that's Luke, and I think he's graduated. So I think because they're the stoner clique, she's sort of like peripherally with them, and Allison and her friend are like the hanger-on girls that hung around these stoner guys. They would what be what the Gen Z now call pick-me girls. Oh, I don't even know this. Uh, basically, it's like the girls that um, their personality trait is being one of the guys. Oh, okay. So back to this party. They're all hanging out. Wheels and Snake are playing pool. And Wheels... I don't think there's a scene in this movie where Wheels doesn't have a beer in his hand. They really make it clear that Wheels has a drinking problem. Um, and there's not a scene that goes by where he doesn't say, like, goodbye grandparents. Where, like, his grandparents are a little annoying. But he's also like, I'm sorry. I know your parents died. I know you were adopted. Blah, blah, blah. But he's a real piece of shit. And, like... You know what? He is not he isn't. I think it really would have sucked to, like, have to go and live with your grandparents at that age. For sure. And they're not even, like, cool grandparents. They're old grandparents. They, yeah. they make him feel like he's such a nuisance because he is living his life being a teenager. And I get it. They were done raising teens. They just wanted to be the grandparents that, like, give him money every now and then. And now they're saddled with a moody teenager. Yeah. But you're right. Wheels is kind of a dick. Yeah. Wheels is just, they really set him up from the beginning like, this kid's a drunk and a jerk. And, uh, yeah, it's, you, you kind of feel bad for him in some ways. But in other ways, like, he just, he does rub me the wrong way. Because one of the subplots of this movie is that it's it's almost like American Pie. Where it's like, oh, we all have to lose our virginity before the end of the summer. And it's... It's Wheels has clearly got this girlfriend who lives Karen. in yes Karen who lives Karen out in, west Karen from Calgary I think right so he he has clearly had sex with Karen and is gonna go meet up with her that's why he bought this car he wants to fix it up and drive all the way to Alberta to see her so he's not a virgin anymore and then it's a, it's now down to Joey and Snake. And Snake doesn't have a girlfriend, doesn't seem to be doing so well, you know, luck with the girls. He's not really shown dating anybody until the end of this, this movie. And Joey is with Caitlin. And the last we saw them was on again, off again, at the dance, after Claude has killed himself. And um, they do the dance and... You, like Caitlin almost leaves because she thinks Joey stood her up but he thought she stood him up and then he went to go fix his hair and then he ran into Dwayne in the bathroom and told him like who cares if you have AIDS like that's their problem um, anyway so the last thing we see is like Joey and Caitlin dancing so this sort of implies that like Caitlin is a year younger Joey should have graduated he Ugh. got held back because of his dyslexia yeah. and she did extra classes last summer and basically worked herself a year ahead. So she's graduating even though she Is should he... have been staying a year behind with Joey. And it's sort of implied that they've been on again, off again, or possibly going steady this whole year. And now she's going away and he, at this party, we go up in this room and he gives her this ring and sort it's, of says like, It's you a know, yellow gold heart-shaped ring, just yeah. so everyone knows. With like a cutout in the middle. Yeah, it's it's not cute by any means it looks like a gumball machine right it really does in the nicest way (laughs) but 
he went in to find the cheapest ring he could find and lo and behold it is this yellow gold heart-shaped ring and caitlin is just overjoyed by getting this gift from joey he he tells her it's a graduation present but then also tries to pivot it and says like but what if you stayed here you could go to college or university here in toronto and i'll be here for the next year anyways we can stay together and like we'll be engaged and we can get married and caitlin does say i'm not ready for that i was looking away to looking forward to going away to school i'm not ready for that kind of commitment that's, now, it's, as, as Joey, <laughs> I do hear that a little bit of Ross hearing Rachel on Friends, like, we were on a break. Mm. Not not entirely, because when when he leaves this party, he's not sure where they're at. Fair. But I think that that was also really problematic of Joey to be like, here is this... Oh, he was trapping her up. ...fugly ring. Yeah. I hope this is enough to change the entire course of what you have decided to stay with me. Yeah. And let's be honest, Joey isn't even that great. No. He's Absolutely. not great. He's the star of the show, but he's, you know... He's he's, he's, he's spoiled. He's self-centered. He's short. And he doesn't do well in school. So Caitlin can do better, and yeah. he knows it. Yeah. He, he, he knows that she's going away and will probably find somebody better. Because her and Lucy are going to, I think it's Carlton. Carlton. Which is in Ottawa. Yes. And Lucy not only is valedictorian, but got a bunch of uh, scholarships. And I'm assuming Caitlin, her parents have gotten divorced, so I don't know what's going on with her situation, but it seems like she is just looking to get out of Toronto and, you know, go go do her thing in Ottawa, and her and Lucy are going to be roommates. And it sounds like it'll be really cool, and I'm glad that they sort of establish... I forgot that they established their friendship so hard here so that when they come back around in uh, mother-child reunion, mm-hmm. it's like, oh yeah, no, they did have that kind of relationship. I, I agree, because when I first started watching The Next Generation, it didn't make sense to me that Lucy and Caitlin were so close. Yeah. Because they didn't have any storylines together. I forgot that they overlapped, that, they, that Caitlin does... Um, speed up her studies and then is in the same grade as lucy this is back when ontario had five years of high school yes so you could finish technically in four but most people did the oac year yeah but it's implied here that they all did it in four and caitlin did it in three because she's super smart yes you know and so she she her and joey have this not even the fight and he says like he's trying to be the nice guy he's like no just keep it anyways like it's still a graduation present if you don't want to be engaged, that's okay. And she sort of turned him down, and he's not really sure where they stand. And it is important to remember that, like, up until this point, they did have sort of a, a Ross and Rachel, like a TV romance, like, up and down, back and forth. They run very hot and cold. So them having, like, a minor breakup at a party isn't shocking. Mm-hmm. So Joey walks out, and he sees Simon and Alexa, and Alexa's showing off her engagement ring because she said yes to Simon. Yep. And Joey gets hurt, and his his pride's a little hurt. Nobody knows that this happened in the bedroom. He didn't do a big, grand, romantic gesture, which would have been even worse. At least he saved it for the bedroom. Uh, but they, um, he, Caitlin walks out of the room, He and he leaves the party, and when he's leaving, you see Tessa who has gotten tired of hanging out with, I think her boyfriend's Todd or whatever his name is. I'm not sure. He's, he's yeah. just the stoner guy who hangs out with Yick and Luke. And she uh, she asks him for a ride home. She's like, hey, we live kind of close. Like, do you mind just giving me a ride home? Like, 
when they got to the party, they make a point of saying it's after midnight. So it, it's 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 at least 1 a.m. Like, I get it. You're in Toronto. You, you're a girl alone, and you don't want to wait for your stoned and or Although they, boyfriend to drive you home. They all seem to be living in, like, a nice part of Toronto. Yeah. Oh, it, I'm, it's like Bloor West Village yes. or the Annex or yeah. the, the, it's the like junction or somewhere. It's like suburban Toronto, it yeah. seems. Yeah. Like um, way west end. So Tessa jumps at the chance to get a ride home from Joey, which was really nice. Because he's... He's more on the level of a Tessa than yes. a Caitlin. Yes, yes, like, I think realistically, they I think do make they're more very yes. I think they're actually very cute together. She's super young and playful, and she's not so serious. She's like, not she's serious not like, at all. Oh, I'm, I'm concerned about my future. I don't. I'm. I don't want to have sex. Like whatever. People are allowed to be virgins. There she doesn't. Be any shaming of any of that. She doesn't overthink things the way that Caitlyn does. Everything for Caitlyn seems like a struggle. Like, Caitlyn doesn't just jump in and have Caitlin fun. Caitlyn pro-con lists. She yes. Loves, well, you don't see it in the movie, but I guarantee you, Caitlyn makes pro-con lists. Caitlyn, you know, takes a lot of time to make a lot of decisions, whereas Tessa is like, she's hanging out with this same group of guys where she's dated at least one of them before, She's sort of over it, and she's just like the chill girl, like yeah. the cool girl. Yeah, <laughs> and I will say that she is looking super cute. She's wearing a cute little, um, like hot pink sweater and skirt combo. It's cute. And she looks good. I will say that in this movie, a lot of what they're wearing is cycling back to what people are wearing now because the '90s are back. Yep. And I guess Degrassi was there first. Mm-hmm. So, Joey drives Tessa home, drops her off, and the car door sticks, and he has to lean over her lap to undo her door handle. So she took this moment to pounce on him. Yeah, and gives him a kiss. Gives him a kiss and thanks him for driving her home. And you see her, like, run up the steps, and she's got a nice... I'm not trying to be a weird dude, but, like, they make her look (laughs) very nice here. They make her look really cute, so that, like... She is cute. Tessa never really had much of a storyline in any of the original Degrassi. No, she was just one of the young ones. She yes. She was like one of the grade sevens or whatever. Yes. When they were all in grade eight. But so. Tessa is having a moment in this movie. She came back with a glow up. Yep. And she is... She looks cute. Yes. She's got, she's got her hair doing what she wants it to do. It's that big crimped late 80s, early 90s hair. Um, you know... She she looks good. Joey, of course, is sort of like, hey, you know, that was one a, girl disses me. Yeah. Another girl just gives like makes out with me. Like, he he drives away with a huge smile on his face. Like that was a welcome surprise. Yeah. And like, he. I'm Joe Jeremiah. Yes. Things. Okay, everything can go wrong. When when people, one door closes, another yeah. one opens immediately. <laughs> so then we the next shot. I'm surprised how artsy or like interesting a shot that was. The next shot is like in in the pool and Lucy jumps in the pool and like it's an underwater shot of her fishing stuff out of the pool that was people threw in there for the party so like lawn chairs and empty beer bottles and like it's an underwater shot that lasts like a good 10 seconds well it's a movie they got a bigger budget now that's true yeah that's true they can go in the pool with the camera yes and I gotta say Lucy looks really good too Lucy yep. Lucy and Caitlin look the best in the movie although Caitlin's hair is she just woke up. Yes. She spent the night. She is helping Lucy clean up, yes. which I think is such a lovely, friendish thing to do. It's such it's such a Caitlin thing to do. It is. It is. Like, you had a party. I'm going to come and help you clean up all of the beer bottles. Yeah. 
And be a good friend. Yeah. But it's also an opportunity for them to sort of talk and Caitlin be like, Joey basically proposed. And Lucy's like, we're going to Carlton. Like, you, you know. I'm studying film. You're studying ju- journalism. We're We've, doing it together. We talked about this. We are having this moment together. Yeah. And Caitlin's like, you know what? I know you're right. But like, I feel bad about Joey and blah, blah, blah. And Lucy's sort of cold about it. But I think Lucy sort of knows that like, ugh, they're so up and down. It's like. As soon as she goes to Ottawa and meets, like, a good guy, she'll forget about Joey. And I think that's a little cold towards Joey, but at the same time, like, Joey's kind of a shithead, and, like, I'm sorry, it's not like he really deserves Caitlyn. Joey's redeeming qualities is that he's kind of, like, the fun, goofy guy. Yeah. And that's about it, and I think Lucy knows that that doesn't really age well. No. He has no aspirations besides just hanging out, driving his cool car, and being like a the fun guy. Yeah. The fun guy at parties. And it's like parties don't last forever. You no. Know? So, you know, Caitlin, you see her, she's at the party, she kept the ring, but she didn't put it on. Now she's taking it out of she's wearing like a house coat. Lucy and Bronco <laughs> go to like drop off the beer bottles or do whatever. Because Bronco seems to be like a pretty chill boyfriend in this movie. He really does. He's a great boyfriend. Yeah. Except for the one mistake he makes later. At, the, at his party. But, yes. like, you can hardly blame him, but, like, he's he's going to blame himself the rest of his life for yeah. it. But, um, he's a nice guy. Yeah. And le- not, like, a quotation marks nice guy. He's, no, like, like, a legit nice guy. Like, a nice human. Yeah. A nice human boy. Because he was, he was school president when they were in grade 11, and Lucy was going to be school president after him. Like, they had this sort of fun, bantery relationship leading up to the end of the show. So it's nice to see that it's a year later... He's gone to his first year of U of T. You see him wearing a U of T t-shirt a couple times. And they've kept dating through that. He's obviously stayed in the city. Or he's going to like Scarborough or Mississauga. Whatever. In in and around the city. He's stayed local. So they're still dating. And he seems perfectly cool with it. Lucy seems cool with it. She seems like they're probably going to make it work long distance. Um, which is kind of funny that she thinks... Joey and Caitlin can't make it work when her and Bronco will she, she, Bronco's a good guy. She has this moment where she talks about relationships in high school not lasting um, and teen marriages not lasting. And yeah. she says that to Caitlin because she's she really wants Caitlin to go to university with her. Yeah. And I agree. Like, it's weird that she's saying that even though their relationship lasted. But I think it lasted because they were in the same city. Yeah. I think... we don't know what happens. This is the last we see of Ron. Yes. We don't know if they tried to make it work or if they were just like, okay, we're both at different schools. It was fun while it lasted. Yeah. Right now, we see Joey at his day job, which is not Shopper's Drug Mart specifically, but a a Shopper's Drug Mart. He is pricing condoms, and Tessa just happens to stroll in. Because she knows where he works. She tries to make it look like they have a meet-cute, like an accidental bump, bump into each other. She literally says... the contraceptive aisle yes. to look at something. She literally says the line, Oh, I forgot you work here. She did not forget. She did not forget. She showed up wearing a very cute yellow summer dress. She was serving a summery look because she wanted to get Joey's attention. Yep. She leaves, enter Caitlin. Sorry, before she leaves, she writes her number on Joey's hand. Right. And then Caitlin, like, as soon as Tessa's walking away, Caitlin walks over and she's like, Joey, I'm so sorry. Like, 
I, I don't want us to be over. We're, you know, we'll figure some stuff out. We'll have dinner later. We'll, we'll, we'll figure this out. But by this point, Joey's already been flirting pretty hard with Tessa. Mm-hmm. And she's basically asked him out. Like, oh, here's my number. We'll do something later. But here's my number just in case something happens. Like, I think she's used to getting blown off by shitty guys. Where, to the point where she's like, here's my number so that you can call me if you want to cancel. And it's like, that's some low self-esteem, Tessa. I know, like, like Tessa, do better. Yeah. Think highly of yourself. But that's the problem. Like, Joey, at this point, is the best dude she's gotten with. And, Which like, is say sad. it's sad. It's that's saying sad. a lot. But at the same time, Tess is young and guys in high school suck. Yeah. So I get it. I get that the bar is set so low for Tessa that she's like, hey, while I have you, uh, here's my number. Let's see if things work out. If they don't, it's cool. It's fine. Like, I'll go. Life will go on. Yeah. Call me if you want. If you don't, it's fine. Yeah. And... And yeah, Caitlin that, yeah. immediately is there to be like, no, Joey, like, I want to wear the ring, but I'm going to wear it on, like, my right hand, like, you know, for now. And this isn't me accepting an engagement. This is uh, me being like, let's 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 keep dating. Let's see where this goes. Like, We have the summer to figure yeah. everything out. And she's wearing, like, um... It's like a German yeah, like dress. Yeah, like a German uh, restaurant frau yeah uh, yeah like not a lederhosen but uh, <laughs> something very similar. similar they all seem to have jobs tessa caitlin and joey in the same plaza <laughs> yeah. or like mini mall so caitlin is working at a restaurant as like a little i don't know like waitress, a, waitress a server and joey's working at a shopper's drug mart-esque place and yeah. tessa works at the photo mat yes. which is a, a super place. dated thing yeah you, and like the giant machinery in there yes and, and yeah like one hour photo uh i guess i guess places like places like that don't exist anymore do they no if you want to get so filmed sad. there's like there's a little place here in hamilton somewhere where like this guy has a mailbox outside and like you sort of like put it in his mailbox and you put in the money and he'll develop it like at home or you have to develop it yourself. Like, you don't... You used to be able to go to Costco. I think Costco, you can still go, and they mail it out. Like, they don't have yeah. a photo lab in-house. They do, like... If you bring in digital photos, they'll, like, print stuff. But, um, yeah, I think most things are done by mail now for, for photos. You And you certainly don't get them back in an hour. That's sad. And it certainly doesn't cost only $6 or whatever now for a roll of film. I remember having the most fun with those disposable cameras fun savers <laughs> and you never knew what your photos were going to look like until they came back from getting developed yep so some would be like totally out of focus and really really shitty and some would be like okay that's yep. it's kind of cute yep this is the best i have yeah this is this is me at this age and this is the only way to remember it yep but and i had to wait two weeks to get it developed yep was it worth it no 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 in my 24 roll camera I got six good photos. Yep. So that's cute. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we we see Tessa walk away. We see Caitlin walk away. And then we see a close-up of Joey's hand holding the ring box with Tessa's number written on his hand. And it's like, it's a very, Ooh, like, Archie Andrews situation. Yes. Like, oh, Betty versus these, Veronica. These two cute girls want me. Yeah. Should I do the right thing and call things off with Tessa? Or should I do the shitty thing and date both of them? Yeah, without telling either, either of them. Because this is where, up until this point, I've been like, okay, I sort of sympathize with Joey. 
he got he really got you know uh he got burned by by caitlin and like i get it he he took a big swing she sort of shot him down and then tessa kisses him and he's like well at least i've got at least i've got something going on Mm -hmm. and then caitlin comes in and is sort of like no like we'll make this work blah 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 and he should have been like oh you know what i had this thing with tess like yeah it's nothing serious but he should have maybe come clean about it yeah but he doesn't nope i think he should have caitlin is very traditional and i don't think she would have been cool about it i think he should have said to tessa like oh hey you know what like me and caitlin are giving another try like i i i'm sorry if i I led you on but like it's it, it is what it is and he should have just ended it there but he doesn't and while we're gonna you know while we're waiting to find out what he's doing we cut to the pool where snake is working snake is a lifeguard at the city pool and he's uh zinking up his nose which is such a like trope yeah i mean he is super fair-haired yes he's a ginger yeah um so he's zinking his nose and then putting on his gilligan slash fisherman hat and he walks out and he's trying to hit on some girls. They and really spins around and immediately falls in the pool. They do snake so dirty. He's like such a cute guy and he never gets the girl and everything he does like he does is just so dorky. Yep. But he's such a nice guy. Yeah. And like I definitely relate to Snake cuz I remember finishing high school and being like oh my god like going to college like a virgin like what am i gonna do and like all my friends are having sex and blah 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 and then like as a grown-up i'm like oh who cares like but when you're 18 19 you're like it's all you can think about this is this is what everybody else is doing and i'm still a kid and there's something wrong with me because i'm not doing it yeah so i definitely get snakes weird anxiety and sadness about all this i i do feel like it's more magnified in the degrassi universe though because every episode seems to be centered around something sexual yeah well i mean a lot of these kids are giving each other a hard time and like i don't my experience was not that it was very much like nobody really cared if you were a virgin except you yeah, like, no one's announcing like, oh, it. Well, we're having sex, but like you wouldn't know what that's like. Yeah, no one is announcing it. No one is talking about it. Really, I don't no, think. There's one or two kids who are sort of like, oh, we're the we're that couple who has sex everywhere, and you know about it. Yeah, because like, because we're gonna make out in the hallways. Yeah, yeah, and we're just gonna be super gross. And we're that couple who's like, we're at the party. We're the first ones in the room with the door locked. Like, yes, and or it's you know when you're a guy you do have that one friend who's like and then i me and my girlfriend did this and then we did this and you're like oh my god like i'd be happy just to be in the bed and do the thing and and he's telling the stories like and then me and this waitress at work and then we did it in the walk-in freezer and then this this one girl's friend and i banged in the pool and i'm like oh my god a walk-in freezer that sounds terrible yeah that's cold and unhygienic oh yeah wow i didn't say he was a good guy but (laughs) He, he had more sex than anybody I've, I've ever known. So um, Good for him. Yeah. So Wheels strikes out immediately at the pool. Snake. Sorry, Snake. And then we see Joey and Wheels. Uh, Wheels bought the car at the beginning, and the guy said, Get out of here by Monday. It's... But it just needs a new battery. It runs. It clearly doesn't. I, I feel really bad for Wheels, because 
like you just want something in his life to work out and he saved for this car this car is obviously a piece of shit he and joey are trying to tow it from the parking lot and they attach rope to his bumper which like you know what's gonna happen garage i'm shocked that wheels doesn't know like this bumper is not like arc welded this thing's gonna come off yes when he attaches it to joey's car he gets under the rear of Joey's car, who doesn't have, like, a, a tow hitch. He attaches it to the to Joey's frame, because he knows what he's doing. But then his own car, he ties, like, like a basically, like, a bow around the bumper. And then Joey drives, like, two feet, and the bumper falls off, and then laughs at Wheels. Yep. Yeah. And then he's like, can we hurry this up? I got a date. And Wheels is like, oh, with Caitlin? And he's like, nah, with Tessa. So after that, it cuts to Caitlin struggling as a waitress. Yes, Caitlin is super smart, but even she herself says later in the movie, I was just gonna say that. Sorry, I was just gonna say that. I guess smart girls can't do everything because she cannot waitress, and it's this montage of her just kind of screwing things up. She can't get the plates right where they're supposed to go, but she's so cute that everyone kind of just forgives her. Yeah. Or at Nobody least gives her a hard time. Yeah. Nobody seemingly is stiffing her on tips, at least that she makes clear. Yeah. She just is sort of like the ditzy waitress. Yeah, the waitress that you're just kind of like, eh, okay. Yeah. You, maybe you had a hard day. Yeah. And then we cut to Joey and Tessa's first date. And they've been to a movie, and now they're hanging out at the, the pizza parlor. Like the pizza parlor with where you get the pizza on the little, like, lifted up tray. Like... Like Pizza Hut. Yeah, like it used to be. Yes. Um, And they're just, no offense, but they're both having like dumb teenager conversation. Like, that movie was so funny. Remember when the funny thing happened? That was so funny. And honestly, it's cute. It is so cute. It's like. She's clearly smitten. Yes. And it's like such a cute little moment to watch them. They, as you said earlier, they're just kind of on the same level. Like they're both just wanting to have fun and not take life so seriously and i think that's what he's seeing in tessa versus caitlin and, and she's just biting her lip and looking at him and then we cut to them making out in his trans am and him feeling her up yes uh, underneath like an overpass which is not exactly a romantic place but whatever teenagers got a park where they got a park you have limited options as a teenager yeah it's wherever you can go i know, you know? I, I definitely parked in like you know random parking lots mm-hmm. in the early days of, mm-hmm. of stuff so i get it and then it seems like they had a really good time we see tessa go to her job which is at the photo mat and who is her boss spike yes spike although she does work at her mom's salon seems to be taking the summer off or needs to be making more money i think it's the latter i think our poor girl spike needs more money so i think she still works at her mom's salon and is moonlighting at the photo mat yeah to help with the cost of raising emma because every scene she's in she's either talking about emma or being pregnant or uh how shitty guys are yeah so here she's like oh emma's a daycare and she threw a fit and like what am i supposed to do she's there with them I pay them enough. Yeah. They should be dealing with it. Yeah. And she's like, I can't wait to start university, but I don't know what I'm going to do because uh, junior kindergarten is only half day. So 
I'm still going to have to figure something out for Emma. Which is also such a 90s thing to go half a day to kindergarten yep. where now it's full day. Oh, yeah. Or there was a period where they would they changed it to every other day. Yeah. Again, such a 90s thing. Yep. You know, they've they got it all figured out now. Yep. But then... You know, Tessa sort of tells Spike that she was on a date with Joey, and Spike is sort of like, well, I guess him and Caitlin are over now. Um, you, but just be careful, Tessa. Like, they break up and get back together all the time. Like, just know what you're in for. Like, it, I wouldn't be shocked if they get back together. And Tessa's sort of like, oh, whatever. So yeah. And, and he just gets me and blah, blah, blah. And then Simon and Alexa come in with photos from their engagement party. Yes. And this this entire summer is them having engagement and wedding, wedding showers, showers and everything, just everything wedding related. For um, like, which for like a nineteen year old guy, like sucks. It sucks, especially Even, with like her big Greek family. Like I just imagine this as like my big fat Greek wedding. Yes, very drawn out. Every event is a huge event. She's like a Greek princess. Like yes. She's like Alexa Kamatopoulos. Or I, I, I don't name, remember but... her. Papa something. Yeah. yeah. No shade to Greeks. No. All, yeah. Very long last names. Um, I I just want to circle back to Caitlin's conversation with... Uh, sorry, not Caitlin. Spike's conversation with Tessa. Yeah. Because I feel like Spike is such an unproblematic character that... This girl, this young girl, is telling her, like, oh, I hooked up with Joey, blah, 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 blah. And Spike could have shamed her and been like, wow, he's with Caitlyn. Like, how dare you? And she doesn't. She is is here for it. She does not slut shame Tessa. No, because she knows that Joey and Caitlyn are always hot and cold, up and down. Like, they had been dating before, and then they broke up, and that's when she dated Claude. Yes. So it's not like they haven't had their breaks before. Yeah. So Spike, yeah, she, you know, she could have been very judgy or sort of like, hey, just be careful. You don't want to end up like me. Yes, and she doesn't. She is there to support Tessa, and I like that about her. Yeah. So then uh, we see that Wheels is working at the gas. They don't say earlier where he works, but he works at a gas station, and that's where he's got his car parked, and that's where he's working on fixing it up. And him and Joey just sort of talk about fooling around with girls and and you know even wheels is sort of like oh maybe you should you know let caitlin know or or figure out what you're doing but joey still can't make up his mind then we're at the public pool with snake and he's trying to hit on the ladies and there's like two little like 11 or 12 year old girls who think he's like cute because he's the tall lifeguard and they're trying to follow him around he is cute he is like hey ladies no running and they're like (laughs) um then we get to see Joey and Caitlin finally on a date because their schedules don't really match up. She works all uh, evenings and weekends. He works days. Yeah. So this is one of their rare date nights. Joey's sort of excited, like, oh, hey, like, I've been getting good at making out and feeling girls up. Like, Ugh, so maybe, gross. Maybe I can... So gross. Maybe I can double dip here. And he's making out with Caitlin and uh, goes for second or third, you know, and she's sort of like, hey, not that's not really a good idea. And it, it's a little weird because she doesn't say, like, I'm just not feeling it or I'm not into it. She's like, it's not a good idea. And I'm like, that's such like, a weird mixed signal. Like, as a guy, I, it's one of those things where, like, you wish women were sometimes more clear. Like, I'm not feeling it. Or, like, 
I'm not into that right now. It's so it's so weird when they say something vague to you, like, it's not a good idea, and you're like, what does that mean? Yeah, but also, like, Joey, like, give her a second. Like, he goes from, like, kissing her to trying to put his hand up her dress. That's true, like, that's true. They are parked out front of her house. Yes, like... This isn't them in a parking lot. No, I'm sure she doesn't want her parents to come out and see this, like, greasy little twerp, like, feeling her up. Yeah, like, so she sort of says, like, hey, let's cool it, let's slow down. He rolls his eyes while they are kissing. Which is such a toxic male thing to do. Yes. And again, I get it. They're in high school. High school guys are just like gross little pervs. And they're all like, oh, my blue balls. Oh, my blue balls. (laughs) It's not that bad. You just go home and you jerk off. Whatever. (laughs) Like, Joey, just give it a break. But he's... He knows that Caitlyn is worth holding out for. But... He also knows, like, I don't have to go without because Tessa is on the side. But he also knows, like, in the long run, he doesn't want to end up with Tessa forever. But he hasn't really made that clear to Tessa. Like, the only person who doesn't know that is Tessa. I, like, kind of hate Joey for doing this. Like, he has a great girl like Caitlin who is so smart that she graduated a year early. Yeah. And he has a super cute girl like Tessa who, like, that could have been a cute, fun thing. They're both going back to school together. They could have explored that. Yep. He could have... He All he had to do was just end it with one of them. Yep. And he doesn't. And I get it. That's the whole point of the movie. Yep. I get it. We need the drama. <clears throat> oh, we see Joey's mom. Yeah. She answers Tess's phone call. Yeah. Joey's trying to get her to hang up the phone because he doesn't want to talk to Tessa. She doesn't, which is a great mom move. But I will say, his mom is good in that, like, she never says anything to any girl, like, oh, he was just out on another date. Mm-hmm. She's always like, oh, he's out right now. Or, mm-hmm. oh, no, he's home. She doesn't, she never blows his cover and is like, oh, why is Tessa calling and not Caitlin? She sort of knows that Joey's dating around, but I don't think she knows that Joey proposed to Caitlin. I don't think she'd yeah. be cool with her son being such a dick to a possible, with a, a fiancé in line. Yeah. I think what this scene kind of just reminds me of is that, like, I don't want to sound super old, but I am super old. Kids today don't know what it's like to have to call somebody and get their parents to answer the phone. And just the sheer awkwardness of having to talk to a parent before you get the person that you intended to call in the first place. The worst is if you have to call a parent for some reason and like you call and your friend answers and you're like can i talk to your mom yes oh my god no like yes kill me like or if you had siblings and they would always pick up the phone and listen in for just like a hot minute to what you were talking to and then be like i need the phone yeah and you're like cool i'm on the phone or if you had similar sounding voices they'd pretend to be you on the phone yeah yeah. And then just, you know, it, it could be bad. So the fact that they were putting up with this, the fact that Joey's mom is cool about it <laughs> is really cool for Joey's mom. But it is sort of weird that, like, she doesn't say, like, hey, you know what, Joe? Like, you're going to hurt somebody. Yeah, stop being such a douche. Yeah. And just pick a girl. Yeah. Just pick I mean, a girl. sure, back in the old days, everybody dated and then you gave a girl your school pin or your jacket or whatever. And, like, that's what it was. You dated I, around. And I then love you that, steady. though. I love that. Yeah. So maybe Joey's mom is like, well, Joey's dating. Maybe he's just not going steady with anybody. But she see- doesn't seem to realize, yes, he did propose. He 
took the ultimate going steady step with Caitlyn. Even though he proposed with a shitty ring. Yeah, a gumball ring. But And I'm sorry, how smart is Caitlyn to say yes to that? How Caitlin, smart is she? Caitlyn is somebody who had a boyfriend kill himself and then say, like, it's okay, I forgive you. Alright. Had has epilepsy that doesn't seem to ever be an issue. Um, and also has parents who are divorced. And I think their divorce is really hard on her. Okay. So she's got like weird. She's got trauma. She's got yeah. She's got a she's trauma got history. A weird view on relationships yeah, I get and it. Oh, uh, and you know what? She does date that Hollywood douchebag yeah. in the first episode of the new gen. Okay, she's yeah. a little bit mi- mixed up with guys. I get yeah. it. Okay. She's you know she's got a lot of bad examples. Okay. So then yeah, Joey goes and takes the call up in his room to talk to Tessa, and Tessa's like, hey. My parents are going to be out of town. Why don't you come over for dinner? I'm a really good cook. I'll make you dinner and we'll hang out at my house. And Joey's like, okay. He brings her like daffodils or daisies or something. He brings her some, a little bouquet of yellow flowers. You know what? She probably loved that though because. No boy's ever brought her flowers. No boy has brought her flowers. They brought like a dime bag being like, hey, look what I got for the party. You want to go smoke a little bit? Yeah. I promise it's good. Yeah. So we're back to Caitlin struggling as a waitress. I will say, though, this family ordering, treating her like she doesn't know how to take an order, they are being so confusing. Very confusing. Where the, so one person orders a burger, the guy, the next person orders a salad, then the third person goes, I'll have the same. And she goes, oh, a salad. He goes, no, a burger. And then you she's idiot. like, oh. And then he's Why like, did you not onions. know that? And then the, the one girl goes, can I get two glasses of milk? And it's like, Two? Why do you need two? Why are you ordering two? Like, are why both are you, for you? But also, why are you ordering milk at a restaurant in the first place? I've never, maybe when I was a child, but I've never gone to a restaurant and been like, you know what would be really good with my burger? A glass of milk. The only time I will order milk at a restaurant is at an Indian food restaurant because I need to cool down the food <laughs> in my stomach and like milk will cut down. So, like, I will order milk at an Indian food restaurant. I, I need it, it for my gastrointestinal issues. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Caitlin is is trying to make it work. And then we see uh, Tessa cooking dinner for Joey. And she's it's making, not like, going spaghetti well. and meatballs and garlic bread. Which is, like, a pretty good teen dinner. Like, you need to boil a pot of water. Yep. You need to put on some sauce. And you need to put garlic bread in the oven. Like, that's it. That's, like, classic... Just learning how to figure out how to use the stove yeah, meal. Yeah, it's like the next step of you go like toast. Yep. Then scrambled eggs. Maybe a pizza in the oven. Pizza in the oven. Macaroni and cheese. Yes. And then after macaroni and cheese is spaghetti. Yes. So she's at step five here of yep. spaghetti and uh, screws up in every possible way. But it does seem to be because she's like so nervous about having a good time with Joey. But I think she's also nervous because her parents aren't there and she knows they're probably going to fuck tonight. I don't want to, I don't know how to phrase this. Okay. Somebody with a last name Campanelli should probably know how to make food a little bit better. That's true. Because it sounds a little bit Italian. She's making an Italian dish. That's true. I feel like she would have been in the kitchen with her parents growing up, learning all this stuff. And I know that this is such a stereotype, and I'm sorry for saying it, but it's what I thought. A guy named Tribbiani, 
No, he's not. Or he's sorry, Jeremiah. That's, that's Jeremiah. My bad. I'm thinking. <laughs> You're thinking like, Fred. Wrong. No, wrong I'm, Joey. I'm thinking the wrong Joey. My bad. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Yes. It's he's Jeremiah. He's Jeremiah. But I will say that again because of Joey's problematic behavior, I think his mom has made every single thing Joey has ever eaten, and Joey does not know how to even use a toaster. No. And Joey is. That's just the vibe I get. Is Joey a single or an only child? He's an only child. Yeah. Yeah, so... He's very spoiled. He is very spoiled. Yes. Like, he gets, like, when they were in the Zit Remedy or whatever, like, his parents just bought him an instrument, they did whatever, and, like, at the end of this movie, they, they pay off his car, like, which I, I, I shouldn't say anything, like, my parents helped pay off part of my car or part of my school, it was sort of like, hey, good job for sticking it through, like, I'll, here's some money towards a thing. You are still alive, here's money. Yeah. We're proud of you. Yeah. It seems like Joey doesn't struggle as much as his other friends do. No. Um, anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we just, we're in this mess of a kitchen where Tessa uh, spills the spaghetti on the floor, uh, the uh, burns the garlic bread, and uh, then the smoke alarm is going off, and uh, it's like way up on a rafter, and Joey needs to get a chair so she can stand on it with a broom and smack it, and like it's it's like real cartoony and there's so much smoke it is ridiculous um and she's like holding her head like i'm so embarrassed this i i fucked up this entire meal this cute quotations cute guy is coming for dinner and i screwed it up and he sort of laughs at her and she throws a spaghetti at his face and they have a little bit of a food fight and this is the moment that i realized that they are so cute together because this could have been a disastrous moment and it turns into like a lovely little food fight yeah because joey is kind of a dick if he had been like i'm gonna go because he even she even says like oh we could order pizza he's like yeah you could even ask them to burn it or whatever like he he chirps her yeah um but it's cute it's a cute moment they, they have a fun little food fight and then they're making out on the couch and the gowan song um Moonlight Desires is playing, which is like Larry Gowan was the singer eventually for Styx. He had his own record, and they play a couple of his songs in this movie, and this is like the the great one. And then yeah, they're they're doing some heavy petting on the couch. He's trying to take her. her he's trying to take her bra off. He's struggling a little bit with the clasp. And then she says like, "Wait," and he's like, "Ugh." He he rolls his eyes like, "Oh, what?" And she's like, "Do you have protection?" And he's like, "Oh, like condoms." Yeah, yeah, and he's got them, typical Joey, like when he went to Liz's house trying to hit on her, he's got his condoms in his breast pocket in his Hawaiian shirt, uh, (laughs) and pulls it out, and Tessa uh, turns off the light, and Joey uh, undoes her bra. Like, you see the bra popping up, and like, I I, I always forget, like, how much they sort of show. It's a movie. For a CBC, like, you know, airing on CBC in Canada. It's a movie, things happen. Yeah. So then we cut to frustrated Snake at the pool. This, you know, attractive, slightly older lady walks up and asks him if he uh, does swimming lessons or if they do swimming lessons at the pool. And he's like, yeah, we do. Like, I'm actually the teacher. I feel like that's such like a cougar mom thing. Yeah. Like, well, that whole, the whole, the third season of Stranger Things is all about like yes. the horny moms hanging out by the pool. Yes. So... 
he's assuming like, oh, this this cute lady wants swimming lessons. She and wants her, private swimming lessons. Her dorky little kid walks up being like, mommy, are you going to give me a swimming teacher? And she's like, oh, this is your swimming teacher right here. Ugh. So now we cut back to the garage and Wheels is working on the car and Snake is pining over the pinup girls that are pasted all over the wall because it's inside a, a garage. garage. Yep. <laughs> and he's lamenting the fact that he's surrounded by almost naked women all day but none of them are even looking his way then joey walks in and uh oh wheels of course is drinking a beer uh snake is drinking orange uh, juice orange juice teetotaler um joey comes in gets an orange juice and snake's like oh hey look the other virgin is here and joey's like not anymore and snake at this point doesn't know that joey's been fooling around with tessa and uh he he gets very judgy in this moment like snake i think he's he's so horned up and so like just wanting to hook up with somebody that like he's getting that real like the the horny incel rage and it's not (laughs) good because i've i myself i was never as bad as he is here like i definitely got jealous of certain people but i was never like as indignant as he is but to be fair, they've known Caitlyn a long time. This isn't like he's been dating Caitlyn for a little bit. He's been dating Caitlyn on and off for years. Yeah, it's so almost Snake like she. Yeah, like it's almost like he is protective of Caitlyn. Like they're also kind of friends. Yeah. But I feel like in this moment again, Snake just gets so judgy about Wheels is drinking, which like okay. Maybe Wheels has a problem, and no one's addressing it. But he gets judgy about that. He gets judgy about Joey playing the field for a summer. And it all boils down into his own jealousy, I think, that he never addresses with, like, any of them. Now, to be fair, Snake does have unaddressed trauma, where he did find a guy dead in the bathroom, and (laughs) his parents essentially disowned his gay brother, Oh, yeah. So, like, Snake does have a lot of, like, weird trauma stuff. That, okay. Like, I don't think he's gone to a shrink. I don't think he's been handling his own issues. So, like, okay. later on when we see the, the near-drowning accident and, like, he goes into shock, yeah. I think he has some unaddressed trauma that he doesn't really deal with. Fair enough. Fair enough. But he is being a real dick here. He is. Like, he's like I the... get being a little jealous. I get being, like, ugh. And Joey is really an asshole about it. Joey is sort of like, oh, Mr. Virgin, oh, look at you. And it's like, okay, Joey, like, you cheated on your girlfriend to lose yeah. your virginity. Like, you're not, you're not Mr., you know, Gigolo. Like, you're, you're kind of being an asshole. So, yeah. they really do give him a hard time about being a virgin. And Which is so... It's such a TV thing. It's such a TV thing. It's so weird to me that, like... It's almost like they're in a club and Snake can't join because he's a virgin. Yeah. And, but he counters it with his judgment and just kind of, he's almost like the dad of the group. Yeah. I mean, even in the episode where they, he's going to miss his eye appointment and Joey steals his parents' car or whatever. And he's like, no, don't do that. Like, he's always been the dad of the group. Yeah. Like, even... My favorite line in Degrassi history is when he found Claude's body in the bathroom. His excuse for going to the bathroom is, I had too much tea for breakfast. That's like the most old man thing you can say as a teenager. He just wanted a little caffeine before going to school. Yeah. Well, he needs to drink coffee like a man. (laughs) (laughs) 
So now we're back at the photo mat with yeah. Tessa and Spike. And she's sort of telling her side of like the, oh, I lost my virginity story. And Spike's just sort of like, okay, well, be careful. Like, you know. Yeah. She's not really giving out any advice or judging her. She's kind of just, okay, you know, do you do you, girl. I think this is the point where she says, like, I guess they're really broken up. Though. Yeah, yeah. She basically... Because she doesn't see anybody, she's always working. And when she's not working, she's got Emma. So she's she's living vicariously through Tessa. And yes. as far as she knows, like, Joey and Caitlin are broken up. Tessa and Joey are dating. Yes, and, Spike like, doesn't really... Dating, dating. She doesn't have... I don't want to say she doesn't have friends, but she doesn't hang out with anyone It seems like outside. Liz and Colin are gone. Yes. And... That was her entire friend group. Yep. Like, she was really part of a trio. And she definitely... She was always the floater kid on Degrassi. Like, she always sort of, like, floated in. But unfortunately, it was just to be like, I have a kid. Yeah. Don't get pregnant. Like, so... She doesn't really get... And she's the one actor from the movie who's very critical of the movie itself. Who's sort of like... In, I've read interviews with her. And she's sort of like, no, like the story's really dumb. And they barely give me anything to do. And I'm just like this crappy side character. And I don't think she has it out for Tessa. I think she's sort of like, Tessa was a nobody who got promoted to like yes. main character. Main character, yeah. And it's, I just got to be the kid who was stuck with a kid. Yeah. So like, Which I is, sort of resenting it. And, yeah, and, and just, that's kind of her storyline throughout Degrassi. Yeah. Luckily, in the next generation... She is, like, one of the main characters. Yes. And she gets a lot to do. She gets a lot to do, and she has a lot of really interesting storylines. Yeah. So it's all... She gets redeemed, I think. Yeah. And now we're seeing a super, super cute montage of Joey and Tessa kissing. Making out on the beach. Making out. Just basically how they're spending their summer. While Caitlin is busting her ass working doubles at the restaurant. And it seems like she's sort of catching on. Uh, but even when she sort of catches up, it's like everything just piles and gets out of hand. It really doesn't seem like a fun restaurant to it's work at. It's very small. It's very cramped. It's very small. A lot of her coworkers are old ladies. And, like, she seems to be waiting on every table. Yeah. And it, But there's other waitresses there, so, like, I don't know what they're doing. Like, maybe they're like, oh, the fresh meat. Like, we got to make her work all summer. We got to put her through her paces. Yeah. And she's taking as many shifts as she can get because she's really trying to save for college. Whereas Joey is like, well, whatever, I have a whole other year. And same with Tessa. So they're just making out. So A lot of them making out and it, then a lot of snake at the pool. Yeah, it's a whole montage of how everyone's spending their summer with cute moments of Tessa and Joey and snake at the pool giving old lady swimming lessons yeah like an old lady in like a swimming cap with like flowers on which i i kind of like it's very vintage yeah and wheels just working on his car yeah just really working and drinking beer and that's there's not a scene in this movie where he's not holding a beer okay but isn't that what you do when you do like car things you have a you have a beer he's not driving yet no. He doesn't really have to worry about drinking at this point because, yes, he's a 19-year-old guy. He can drink now. And he's not driving home from work. His car is broken. Yeah. So he's... it's not like you have to worry about him drunk driving yet. He no. is just a guy who enjoys a lot of beers during the day because he is working in a hot, not air-conditioned garage. 
And his boss doesn't care. Yeah, he is a cool boss. So then Caitlin and Joey are supposed to have a date. She calls him and says, like, I'm picking up a double. I'm so sorry to blow you off. And Joey's like, it's okay. And then we see Joey and Tessa. Joey is in what looks like the world's biggest boxer shorts. And they are interrupted by Tessa's parents coming home early. Yeah. And he jumps up, puts on his short pants. He falls and does like, I don't think he was supposed to. He does like a great fall and knocks a picture off the wall. And then she throws the hat and he's running and like, it's a fun little bit of like, comedy and then her parents come in and like her top is so disheveled she's out of breath but her hair still looks good so she doesn't have sex hair um oh and now we're seeing kind of the flip-flop between him and tessa him and caitlin it looks like they're just going on the same dates yeah they're walking through the park but now they're not eating ice cream because caitlin you know she's too much of a prude for ice cream she's probably lactose intolerant Ice cream's not virginal enough for her. No. <laughs> so then we see Caitlin and uh, Lucy talking um, about Caitlin being like, maybe I will accept his proposal or like, you know, like we're having so much fun. And then we see Joey and Caitlin at the beach. Is there only so many places to take his girls in Toronto? Like they basically, he's basically just recycling date ideas. I mean... He doesn't have a lot of money. And then Lucy shows Caitlin how to put a condom on a banana. Because she sort of said to Lucy, like, I think I'm ready to have sex with Joey. This part is so cringe, but I love a friend who wants to make sure that her friend is safe. And that is Lucy. Yep. Lucy apparently they had to fight CBC to get this on the air. Because CBC didn't even air condom commercials at the time. It was a very... Not not religiously conservative, but like very safe channel. So for them to allow a, com- a allow a scene where a character puts a condom on a banana, you know, as you would show in health class, they uh, they weren't happy about it. But the Degrassi people were like, "Look, these teens are implied to be having sex. Do you want them to be having safe sex?" I but I love that like in true Degrassi fashion, they really break down how to put a condom on. For everybody watching, for yeah. every, you know, every person at home watching that's like, oh, cool. This is for the kids at home who need to know. Yes. When you roll it down, you got to squeeze the tip. Yep. You got to get the air out of the tip there. Mm-hmm. You need to know that. Yep. Thank- Otherwise, you know, you could end up breaking it or whatever. But Thank you, they- Lucy. Yeah. And now we're back at the garage. Joey is once again going on and on about his time with Tessa. Yeah. And Wheels, once again, is working on his car. Joey now is actually enjoying a beer as well as Wheels. Yeah. And they're sort of laughing about what a virgin snake is. And just, like, they're really laying into him. It's surprising to me that Snake is still friends with them at this point. Because they aren't... really bad friends. Yeah, they aren't nice to him. They don't really spend that much time together at this point. They're all busy with their different jobs and, like... They're different aspirations. And this is when he's the real dad, where he's like, Joey, it's not right what you're doing. Wheels, you're that's, on your third That's beer. your third beer, Wheels. Yeah. He's really being a dad, and they're really like, fuck you, buddy. Like, they're really not having it. Joey is really giving him a hard time, and, like, it's 
it's really annoying. Like, yeah, if I was him, I'd definitely be like, you know what? I'm going off to college. And yeah. Then, like, like, I'm going to stop hanging out with these guys. They're kind of shitheads. Like, and that's what I mean is, like, it's surprising that he's still friends with them at this point anyway. He's going to university. Wheels is driving to go see Karen. Yeah. And he's like, I can't wait. As soon as this car works, I'm, I'm, I'm out, out of here. here. Yeah. I'm going to Edmonton or Calgary or whatever, and I'm going to see Karen. And that's that's his plan. Like, yeah. he doesn't want to be... He keeps saying, like, no more grandparents. Goodbye, grandparents. And Joey yeah. has to go back to high school. Yeah. So they're all at very, very different points in their lives. So yeah. it's weird that Snake would cling so hard to this friend group anyway. Yeah. And then Snake does the most uncharacteristic thing where Wheels magically finally gets his car started. And even though he's on his third beer says like hey guys let's just drive around the block like i gotta show you that this car works and we and snake is very much like come on man like you're a couple sheets to the wind and wheels is like hey it's it's okay like we're just gonna drive around the block and then he immediately blows through a stop sign as soon as he pulls out of the parking lot and says like hello hello karen yeah (laughs) and then we get to see spike operating the most complicated machinery i've ever seen for how to print the photos it's crazy and Tessa looks a little under the weather and tells Spike that she doesn't feel that great. And she looks a little, she looks a little flushed. She looks a little, yeah. you know. A little not, bit sick. Yeah. <clears throat> and Spike, you think Spike would be like, oh, I hope this isn't morning sickness. But Spike knows better than to be like, I'm going to criticize you. Not everyone is going to get pregnant like me. She knows better and doesn't say anything, but she does seem sort of worried. Like, oh, it's okay. You go home. I'll cover for you. And Tessa leaves. And as she's leaving, uh, Simon and Alexa come in with more photos to drop off from their wedding shower. (laughs) And then, yeah, we're back at the garage. They've clearly gone around the block. Um, Wheels is dropping Joey off because he's got a date. And, uh, yeah, his, they keep being like, you got to get your car certified. They mentioned getting the car certified like five times. Which is, like, a responsible thing, but it's very much like kids don't care. Like A lot of this part of the movie seems unnecessary. You can just tell it's written by grown-ups. Yes. They're sort of like, these are the things the kids should care about. They should care about how to put on, a con- put on a condom. They should care about getting their car registered before they drive. Yep. Um, and then, you know, we see the women's clinic. And uh, Tessa's walked in saying that she needs to see somebody about possibly being pregnant. And then and cut because to... Because in, Degra- in true Degrassi fashion, someone can't have sex without getting pregnant or an STD. Yep. And unfortunately, poor Tessa ends up pregnant. Even though they used a condom every time, the mm-hmm. lady says, you know, they're not 100%. Sometimes they break. Sometimes they slip off. They're not perfect. Yeah. And she... she doesn't necessarily try and discourage her from getting an abortion but she says like i'll book you for saturday that gives you a couple days to like change your mind you know talk to the think it over talk to the father and tessa's sort of like oh my god i'm 17 maybe like she's younger than joey she's she's 17 maybe 18 now and she's she looks horrified and she's like no like book me for saturday i'm not going to change my mind you know I'll, i'll be here and then she goes to sort of talk to Joey <clears throat> and doesn't really tell him what's going on, but is like, hey, I want to spend time with you and you're going to this party. Can I come? 
And he's like, no, it's just a couple people who graduated. Like, it's grads only. And she's like, you didn't graduate. Which is such... Like, I love that. Thank you, Tessa, because yeah. you're right. Joey did not graduate. Yeah, no, he's being held back. Cause... He's being held back. And this is giving me, like, Fast Times at Ridgemont High vibes yeah. where she's like, I need you. Yeah. There's something going on. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm going up to this party. I'm sorry. Yeah. Goodbye. But she also, she doesn't tell him. She doesn't tell him at all. This is one of the last times they speak ever. Yeah. Uh, he just sort of blows her off and he's like, you can't come to the party. I'm just, I'm going up with wheels. He's got his car working. We're going up together. Like, it's cool. You know, uh, I'll see you in a few days. Though. I'll see we'll you when out. I get back. We're going to go to school together anyway. She's like, no, like, I want to, I want to hang on. I want to see you. It's almost your birthday. We can do something. And he's like, oh, I got plans like with my parents. And then she sort of gets frustrated, pulls a, a gift bag out of her purse and says like, happy birthday. And shoves the present at him and he opens it and it's a really tacky t-shirt. It is the worst t-shirt. Yeah, it says naughty or nice. And it's it's almost like an airbrush t-shirt. Yeah, it's you like what at, you... Like the boardwalk. I was just going to say like what you would get at Wonderland. Yeah. Um, but he sleeps in it. Yep. He, yeah, he puts it on immediately. Because he puts it down on a shopping cart at work and I'm like, is he just going to leave this shirt here? Like, no, that's a he, real dick move. He loves this shirt. Yeah, he puts it on immediately. Immediately. We see him, his alarm goes off at 7.45 the next morning. He begrudgingly wakes up and his mom comes in, pulls the sheet off, which like, I'm sorry, if you have a teenage son, you don't pull the sheet off because you might see morning wood. Like, you just, you just, you don't do it. What day do we think this is? I don't know, because he works days. So I'm assuming this is a weekday. I so just, she I mean, does work. I mean, like in the summer. Are we thinking it's like late August? Oh yeah, yeah. Because this is the end of summer party that they're gearing okay, up. Okay, so Joey's definitely a Virgo. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, the Joey's got like, let's say Joey's birthday is like August 23rd or August 24th because that's my birthday. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Maybe I share the same birthday as Joey Jeremiah. Mad Virgo vibes. Super Virgo. And his mom gives him a birthday card and says, like, hey, we're going to cover your last couple car payments. Happy birthday. And he is so happy yeah, to get that Yeah, if he didn't have morning news. wood already, he's got it now. So Caitlin is getting ready for their date. And she... she's putting on a nice dress and a choker. Ugh, this choker, it it's a little bit upsetting to me that she pairs this. It's a nice choker. It doesn't go with the outfit at all. Like, it's a, <laughs> like... If she was wearing that with, like, a black dress or a red dress, I'd be like, okay, like, that's really sexy. But it just uh, looks like a girl who doesn't know. I I don't want to criticize, but it looks like a teenager who doesn't know how to dress. She doesn't know how to dress. No. And she's like, oh, am I going to put my hair up or down? Like, I'm going to lose my virginity tonight. I'm taking a chic condom and putting yes. it in my purse. My cute little clutch. Yeah. And then they're at the restaurant, and Joey's drinking Chianti because it's his 19th birthday that he can officially <laughs> order wine at the restaurant now. And uh, he he he's he's all impressed. He's like, they didn't even card me. Like, I must already look they, older. They are acting like they are on the most sophisticated little date. Yeah, and it, it is, is like a real, like, TV, silly Italian movie, like, candle in an old Chianti bottle. Um... Like, little, the hanging overhead lights. Like, real... Like, dark room. Yeah. It's it's very cute. It's yeah. very, like, 
where you would go when you're that young but trying to go on a fancy dinner yeah, before before we had Eastside Mario's this is where you you took your girl like in Toronto. This was your local Eastside Mario's. Do you think it's the old spaghetti factory? <gasps> it could be. I love the old spaghetti factory. <laughs> I I've only been once, but I gotta say I was shocked that like yeah it's a touristy place. And yes, it's silly, but like it's fun. It's, it's so great. fun. It's and so it, fun. It, was, like, it wasn't bad. It was, yes, it was what you would get at like Eastside Mario's or or um, Olive Garden. Yeah, like it's it's on par, but like it's got more charm. It's very charming. Yeah. And you can sit in this in the old streetcar. Yeah. So Joey's like buttering his bun at the table and Caitlin's trying to be sexy and sort of like, hey, you know, my parent, my mom's out of town. I'm going to be sleeping all alone. And Joey's like, oh, make sure you arm the alarm before you go to she bed. He is not picking up what she is putting down. He now, to be is... fair, she has all summer been like, no, I'm not ready for sex. I, I'm not into this. Like. I don't want to rush into things. So he's used to just being, like, so hands-off with her that he's like, oh, we're having boring couples conversation. Yeah. And then under the table, she's playing footsie with him, and he still doesn't get it to the point where she takes the condom out of her clutch, puts it under, like, underhands it into his palm, and then he, and then is playing footsie with him again, and then he's like, check, please. Yeah, he finally gets what she is Yeah. trying. Yeah. And then we are at her house, and they're in bed together, and she's crying. And it doesn't seem like she's hurt, or she's like, oh, it hurt a little bit more than I expected, but, like, I'm sorry, I'm crying. And he's really consoling her, and just being like, hey, it's okay. Like, this was a really emotional thing we did together. This is really, you know, he's kissing her shoulder. Yeah, he's he, being, he he's takes being really finger, gentle and cute. He's crying, and he takes his finger, and he says, like, oh, here comes the tear eater eat up all your tears which Ugh, like, that's, that's creepy so so cringe no that's that's something where like that's what you do with like your little kid like your little kid is crying yeah. like, he doesn't but i also like he's an only child that he hasn't had real relationships like he doesn't seem to know how to interact with certain people so with tessa i'm assuming it was sort of like roll over and fall asleep or i have to get out of here before your parents are home He's not used to the cuddling after sex. Yeah, he's not used to like oh, and we see the butt, emotions. Sorry. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yes, this is like a total movie, not TV Degrassi. Now granted, he did do the episode where he walked through the cafeteria wearing nothing but his hat. And you see a yes. bit of his butt. Yes. But you see his whole butt here. And he pulls up his gigantic boxer shorts to cover his butt. They remind me of like old timey bloomers. Yeah. They're so big. Yeah. Like, oh, my my pantaloons. <laughs> my, my pantaloons I have to stuff into my jorts as I leave. <laughs> yeah. So Caitlin is sort of like, oh, can't you stay the night? And he's like, my parents are already going to kill me for being out as late as it is. Which I don't think they would. He's, he's 19. 19. He's 19. I don't think they would care. And they know he's got a girlfriend. Yeah. So he he's getting ready to go. And Caitlin's like, oh, I'm just so surprised at like how you know calm you are like i thought we'd both be so like worked up you know losing our virginity to each other and he's like no like it's it's all good like he sort of plays it off as like i'm just so happy yeah i'm just yeah he obviously doesn't want to explain that he already lost it to tessa yeah he's he's no stranger yeah so she's got a bit of the sex hair again 
and uh, he is trying so hard to leave yeah. this situation like he's not into pillow talk he's not into hanging out with her and she's very like emotionally raw like she's they've been dating for at least a year at this point yes and they finally just had sex so like for her this is this is huge and she takes the ring and off she, of her right hand she places it on her left and hand puts it on her left puts it on her engagement or her wedding ring finger yep so big step here she's decided like okay that's it we're engaged now i'm surprised she kept the choker on all during sex okay i was literally just thinking that and back here we are joey wearing that tessa shirt yep he loves it he loves that shirt yeah it's his sleep shirt apparently he comes down kisses his mom on the cheek and his mom says tessa called for you again tessa called last night and he had told tessa like i can't see you on my birthday because my parents are taking me up yes so the fact that joey's mom answered the phone tessa knows that joey lied i didn't put that together (laughs) i really didn't but you're right that's why she's so mad yeah. because the his mom answered and said oh he's out she didn't say he's out with caitlin she didn't say he's out with the boys so tessa doesn't know where joey was she just knows he was out and he wasn't out with his parents and that was what he told her and she's definitely super emotional right now because she's pregnant it's not, i'm not saying like pregnancy hormones i'm just saying like she's pregnant and is like she's, in this super vulnerable state she's scared yeah and here's this guy that got you pregnant and you just wanted to tell him about it and you you didn't get a chance to tell him in person you were hoping to tell him before his, you didn't want to ruin his birthday do whatever and you call on his birthday and he's like well why did you call here like you knew i was going to be out and she says like i wanted to sing happy birthday to your answering machine but then your mom picked up and i'm like that's a little cringe but at the same time like that's also sweet it's it, it it's right on the line it's it's sweet but i i gotta be honest if i came home and i heard someone singing happy birthday to me on my answering machine that i shared with my family i would be mortified yeah i would be so embarrassed so yeah she calls she called the night before joey's sitting at breakfast with his mom Tessa calls again, and Joey's mom is like, oh, he's right here. And Joey's like, mom, I'm not home. Don't just tell her I'm not up yet. She makes Joey take the phone, and <clears throat> pardon me. Tessa's like, oh, how was your dinner? And he's like, no, you don't understand. Like, the plan's changed. And she's like, no, like, I don't want to hear it. Like, it's all lies. And he's like, well, why'd you call? And she's like, yeah, I wanted to leave a message. And she sort of is, rightfully so, very mad at him. Uh tells him off essentially and uh says like i I don't want to see you again and joey's getting so frustrated throughout this whole thing and like joey what did you expect trying to juggle two girls yeah and you never read an archie comic like it doesn't work right and like yes she's cute and she's fun but she's also a human with emotions and feelings and needs and he does not want to show her any time of day right now no i mean she hangs up and cries on her bed and he tries to call her back and she lets it go to the machine because she she's done she's mad she she really just wanted to tell joey that she's pregnant she was i'm assuming she was gonna get the abortion either way but yeah she she wanted the support of joey and not only does joey sort of blow her off but i think she sort of realizes he was on a date i think that like 
not that she needed Joey to know, but I think she maybe wanted him to go with her. Yeah. I think she wanted the support of him there with her. Yep. Which um, is 100% fair. Yeah, absolutely. Totally fair. Absolutely. It's it's a it's a medical procedure. And so it's scary. Um but here we are, Caitlin and Lucy are packing for Broncos Broncos Lake House yep, slash for cottage. End of the party summer. Which is or, sorry, end of the summer party. Such I feel like that's such a fun team thing to like leave and try and be an adult for a weekend and like make food for people oh yeah and it looks like a gorgeous lake house i think it might be muskoka yeah i would assume so so we see them like the first shot we see is like lucy and caitlin putting a 2-4 in the back of the station wagon and then bronco goes inside to grab something from lucy's dad and caitlin says like hey lucy like I'm going to wear the ring as an engagement ring. Joey and I are going to get married. And I'm going to go to school in Toronto instead. So Lucy's obviously very upset by that. She's and like pissed. Right, because they were supposed to get an apartment together. Yes. Rightfully so. She's mad because she doesn't think she can get into residence at the at this point. Which she this probably, is the end of August. Yeah, she probably can't get into residence. No, unless, a, not to be morbid, but like unless a kid died, yeah. you're not getting into residence. No, not at this point. Now, granted, a lot of kids probably die at the end of the summer because they have insane parties where people drown oh that's but so you have morbid to really hope that the kid who died was in residence for years yes but it also just kind of fucks everything up for lucy they were going to get an apartment she can't get into residence she was going there with someone that she knew now she has to go there alone yeah from toronto to ottawa it's it's not close like if yes. you don't live in canada it's a good six, six hours hour drive ish yeah, yeah. Like, five hours if you drive crazy. But. So, obviously, Lucy's pissed. Caitlin doesn't understand why she would be so pissed. Yeah, Caitlin's like, you know, I have to... I love Joey. Why aren't you happy for me? Yeah. Caitlin's just very naive. So, then we see the boys packing up the wheels' car at Snake's house. And Snake's mom is being, like, a cartoon, essentially. Being like... <laughs> You need your hammock. You need the badminton set. What, what you about your, your fishing, fishing rod. rod? You need your tennis racket. Do you have enough pairs of socks? Like, she's a legit-ass cartoon. And they're like, Snake, we got to get out of here. Like, let's go. Let's go. And eventually they make a break for it. And Snake's mom, yeah, runs out holding a tennis racket and a fishing rod. Like, you forgot this. I will say, though, that in classic dad move, Snake brings the most food. Yes. For this little... We cottage he, getaway he, he unloads like a cabbage yep and and a tomato and a pepper later he's and like, like she wanted to make sauce cans of things like yeah. he had the food situation on lockdown yeah for everybody it's super impressive i was i was surprised at how much he really i mean obviously his mom was like oh take this take this take this so they're driving up and joey sort of said we'll uh Snake says something about, well, I guess if it's over with Tessa, like, there goes you having sex. And Joey's like, well, actually, no. I had sex with Caitlyn last night. Ugh. And and Snake gets really mad about this. Because Snake has been mad all summer about Joey being kind of a piece of shit. But he's like, well, at least it's not hurting Caitlyn because they're only dating. Like, whatever. And now he finds out that, yeah, Joey, after having sex with Tessa all summer... The day, uh, the day he sort of fucks up with Tessa, he has sex with Caitlyn. And Snake is just jealous and bitchy about it. 
And I also think that he cares for Caitlin as a friend, too. I think they have a shared trauma that they don't talk about. Yes. But I think that he feels a protective way with Caitlin because they do have this really dark shared trauma. It bonded them. It did. It's, it's like, I can't imagine, like, you don't really ever see them talk about it, but they must have talked about it at some point. It also cuts to the most dramatic volleyball game. Oh, yeah. Like, people on screen playing volleyball, and I'm using air quotes, because it looks like what I would imagine aliens coming to Earth pretending to play volleyball doing. They have no idea what they're doing. They're just flailing all over the place, but it's hilarious to watch. Yeah. So, this whole volleyball match, it's kind of hilarious. It's all of the, like, B characters that had nothing else going on. Yeah, like, Lucy's got her camera out. She's uh, filming Simon drink beer. Um, Do you think that Lucy and Bronco actually go back and watch the videos that they make? I don't know. Because they always have a camera in hand. I think the only thing they ever watch is like the uh, Zit Remedy commercial or Zit Remedy music Mus- video. Yeah. And It Creeps. Oh, yeah. I forgot the about feminist that. feminist horror movie that they film at Degrassi. Yes. What, what an iconic movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, it, it. I mean, the one thing that makes me happy about this game of volleyball is that we get to see Nancy. Nancy. Nancy is the... Nancy's the character I feel the worst for because she yes. never got an episode. Nancy. She, she never got to be in the A plot. No, she was always either walking down the hall or chatting with the main character of the episode, yeah. but never had her own storyline. Yeah, like we see her earlier when, right before Joey tries to give Caitlyn the ring at the last party. Yes. We see Caitlyn and Nancy talking. And Nancy's got her cool 90s hair now. Yeah. She doesn't have her mom haircut anymore. Oh, yeah. She's, she doesn't look like like a secret mom hiding at Degrassi. She's like, yeah. she's, you know, she seems hip. She's, Hip-ish. Hip, yeah. hip adjacent. Yeah. Like she's on her way there. Yeah. So they're all just, you know, having this game. It's kind of, <sighs> yeah. And Caitlin, we forgot to mention, Caitlin went up early because just like she helped clean up after the last party, she went up early with Lucy and Bronco to set up this party. That's a move though. I would go up early to make sure that I had the best room. Oh, yeah. Because this is my personal nightmare. There are so many people at this cottage. Yeah. There's only so many sleeping arrangements. Yeah. I would for sure say that I'm going up to help set up, but to make sure that I have a good room. Yeah. So Joey is getting the mad stink eye from... From Lucy. Lucy. Lucy's mad. And, like, mad. to be fair, Lucy has every right to be mad at Joey. Yeah. Because... She knows Joey's kind of a dick. She doesn't know Joey's been cheating, but... She knows that Joey is taking Caitlyn away from their arranged plans. Yes. So, Caitlyn is like, Joey, we need to talk. And she does, she does like, this really serious, like, it's serious. You gotta come up here. And Joey thinks he's caught. Yes. Joey thinks that she found out that he's fucking around. But it's a fun fake out. Yeah. And then she's like, look at this. And she shows him her left hand, and she's like, look... And he's like, oh my god, are we engaged? And she's like, yes. And he's like, oh, I thought I was in trouble. And she's like, what did you do to get in trouble? Guilty conscience. Yeah. And he's sort of like, ooh. But he, uh, yeah, he he's ecstatic. They, they do a little bit of kissing to celebrate the fact that, yes, they are officially engaged. 
which we get to see sadly uh, juxtaposed by Tessa wearing like very depressing uh, outfit. This is probably one of the saddest moments. Joey's on a high because Caitlin agreed to marry Joey. Yeah. And then poor Tessa has to go to her abortion by herself. Yeah. And then we're back at the super fun volleyball game. Yeah. And they're just... Sure. Yeah. And I think this is the perfect time for us to take a quick break while they play the... Uh... Yeah, the, the longest the game most of cartoonish looking game of volleyball. We are back, and the while the volleyball game is still going on, um, and Snake is unloading all of the groceries he brought. Yes, including the the cabbage and and all the stuff. Um, Joey and Caitlin walk out to announce their engagement. Uh, Lucy's really kind of rude about it. Yeah, she, like, cunningly says, Mrs. Jeremiah. Uh, Snake is sort of like, ugh, like, this guy. Uh, Bronco is like, okay. Like, Bronco's just like... Bronco is so chill. He yeah. He's so unproblematic. Yeah. Ugh. And fucking Joey is, once again, making fun of Snake by being like, Hey, Snake, this is a girl. Not that you. This is what a girl looks like. Not that you would ever know. Yeah. Which is stupid on Joey's part because Snake has all the ammo. Yeah. And Snake turns and says, like, Hey, Joey, you should lay off, or I could tell Caitlin some things that don't make you look very good. And then uh, Joey's like, Oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, let's go outside. Uh, If I was Caitlin, I would have been like, What are you talking about? I need to know. Yeah. You have shared trauma, Snake. You yes. need to tell me. Please tell me what the fuck Joey did. Yeah. So, uh, Wheels, we just saw him chug an entire beer. He gets another beer out of the fridge and is talking to Snake and is sort of like, oh, leave leave Joey alone. And Wheels, or Snake's sort of like, whatever, man. And then because Wheels is kind of drunk, he's a real asshole. And he's like, oh, Poor Snake. I'm Snake. I have two parents. My parents aren't dead. Like, he always lays on the orphan card. He really does. And he drunkenly gives Snake a hard time and then, like, hip checks him (laughs) while Snake is unloading all the supplies that he brought. And then things basically, like, come to blows. They're going to start a fight in Bronco's rather nice... It's not even, like, a cabin. It's, like... It's, like, a a mansion on a lake. Like, it's a house. Like, it's, it's, it's nice. It's very 90s, but it's 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 nice. So because Wheels is kind of drunk, he tries to start a fight. Like a, like they're pushing and shoving and everything. And uh, Lucy and Bronco break it up. Bronco grabs Wheels. Lucy grabs Snake. Then Lucy goes, hey, Wheels, you're, you've got this new car, right? Why don't you show me the car? Why don't we go get some chips? Let's take, cool off. take me in that great car, car of yours to go get chips. Yeah. And Bronco's sort of like, hey, man, what's your deal? Like, this isn't like you. You're usually, like, a chill guy. And Snake's like, you... I'm not gonna... Snake's not gonna squeal on anything yet. But Snake... Snake has every sort of reason to be upset. Because those guys were being assholes. They were being real dicks to him. So he goes to cool down. And Bronco tries to talk to him. And he sort of rebuffs Bronco again. And Lucy comes out. I'm gonna say, Lucy's outfit is really cute here. It's very of the moment. She yeah. is wearing a color-coordinated 
Um, crop top and bike shorts. Yeah, but like lo- like bike pants almost. Yeah. Like, it looks like something, like it's a real workout video outfit. It is, it is. But it's very like in right now. But she dresses for her body type. She's like, I'm a tall, skinny girl and I'm going to wear cool, tall, skinny girl outfits. Must be nice to be God's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> well, we also know that, like, she used to just shoplift everything. So, That's like, true. So, this could just be stolen. That's true. She does seem to have her life together now, but, like, she used to steal all of her outfits. So, she walks outside, and Wheels ch- is chugging the beer that he just got from the fridge. And we know that he's had at least three since getting there, like, a half hour ago. He had to catch up with everybody. Yeah. So, he's he's in it. And they're backing out of the driveway, and he's, like, holding the beer in one hand while driving. Like, I'm surprised Lucy's sort of not like, hey, man, let's it's, cool it on the beer. It's cottage living. Yeah. So they take off, and then Alexa comes outside and gets mad at Simon, being like, I knew it. You don't even like all the wedding stuff. And he's like... Which... Eh. He's like, well, to be fair, like, I don't want to go to a bunch of parties where they I get all this stuff that, like, I never even wanted. And then she's like, oh, so you don't want to get married now. And he's like, I never said that. To be fair, though, I mean, we both got married the same year. Yep. Did you enjoy going to all of that pre-wedding shit? No. I, I'm so glad I didn't have to go to the shower. I came yep. at the end with the flowers, which yep. is like the husbandy thing yes. to do. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, like there's a few things where you're like, oh, this is kind of fun. But like, no, it is a lot of bullshit. It's so... It's... And especially back then where it was like, you're getting China. Yeah. And, and like, that's what Alexa is excited for. Like, oh, we're getting, like, China and we're getting, like, these grown-up things. And Simon's like, I don't care. If you forget, Alexa, I'm a handsome model slash actor. <laughs> I don't need this stupid crap bought for us. I can buy us stuff. To I'm, be fair. I'm a model actor. Even, like, when I was having my wedding shower and I was opening up all of that stuff, I mean, thank you to everyone that came and got me stuff. I didn't even really care about it. Yeah. I mean, like, how excited can you get about a crock pot? Yeah. And how excited can you get about, like, a fucking toaster? Again, thank you to everyone. Really, like, God bless. Appreciate it. But I get it. And I get it even more for a 19-year-old guy. Yeah. Who's like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. No, the only thing that I, like... The best thing we got is somebody got us, like, a Ninja Blender. Oh, which, yes. Which, like, we use for, like, smoothies yep. and daiquiris and stuff. And I'm yep. like, okay. That's, like, my favorite thing we got. Oh, we still use our blender. Yeah. I use it almost every single day. Yeah. I love it. Like, that's that's the one big item where I'm like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Like, we got plates. We got cutting boards. We got whatever. And I'm like, oh. Like, St- that's, standard. That stuff's fine. But, like, yeah. our blender, like, we use that every day. Like, yeah. And I, I know who got us. Like, thank you, Julia, for the, the blender. We use it all the time. Shout out to Julia. Yeah. So I can only imagine what nonsense Simon is being dragged to. Yeah. Especially back then, I feel like there was more pre-wedding stuff. And I feel like back then, like, the bachelorette and bachelor parties weren't like they are now. No. Like, my mom tells me that, like, her wedding shower was basically her bachelorette party. Which, like, that's fucking lame. My parents sort of had, like, a shared one. Yeah. And it was, like, a... um... A liqueur party. Oh, cute. So it was like everybody bought them a different liqueur. And it's yeah. like, oh, this is to like stock up your liquor cabinet for your, your new house. That's such an old and timey thing to do. Yeah. So it was like, oh, here's some Kahlua. Here's some Drambuie. Here's some... Sherry. Uh, yeah. Like that's like my parents, my dad used to be a bartender. So that's why they had a lot of booze. But like 
My parents didn't drink all the time, but they had the most fully stocked liquor cabinet you've ever seen because that was one of their parties. Because yeah. my dad was a bartender, it was like, oh, let's get let's get them a bunch of liqueurs. So, yeah, they didn't have like a, a hen night or or a stag night or or whatever you would have called it. Like, there wasn't like, oh, we're gonna play poker and then maybe that's, have a stripper or whatever. That's like, legit what my dad did. He had a stag night and yeah. it was a poker night. Yeah. And I think it was like a $5 buy-in. I actually still have the tickets from his stag night. Um, and it was just like a poker night. And like, I'm pretty sure both of like my grandfathers were there. Like it was like the most like yeah. chill, cute little night where they just yeah. like played poker and drank. Yeah. It was just like a male bonding night. Like yeah. that's what it was back then. So this is where the movie takes its turn. This is like... Everything is unraveling in this moment. It is the most pivotal moment of the movie. Yes. It starts with the Simon and Alexa fight, and you're like, oh, yes. trouble in paradise. Yep. But you know what? I feel like oh, that kind of sucks for Simon and Alexa because their entire plot line is like wedding based. <clears throat> yeah. And like all they do is nitpick. Even like back before they were engaged, they were always nitpicking. They were like an old married couple yeah. without even being married. Well, she just she just wanted to be a wife. Like, so she badly. She just wanted to be a girlfriend so and badly. a wife and then a yes. mom. Like, that's all she ever wanted. All she wanted. Because I don't remember who she was competing with. For Stephanie something. K. Was it with Stephanie K? It was okay. Stephanie K. That's right. Before Stephanie K disappeared. Yes. Um, and do you remember that Stephanie K went through that moment of giving Alexa all of her like Oh, slutty clothes. I was, Sorry, I didn't want to say slutty. My, I'm I, not trying to shame anybody. Her revealing... Hot, hot, hot girl clothes. Yes. Her, yeah, her secret wardrobe. Yes. She went through this moment where she was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be this, like, loose girl at was school. Was it after that dude tried to get fresh with her? That old, the author guy? Yeah. I thought it was an actor. Maybe it was an actor. I think it was after the actor. Like, he takes her to, like, a baseball. or no. Maybe I'm getting it mixed up with Fast Times. I'm sorry. Like, that's okay. No. But, yeah, they, the, she sort Anyway, of, she gives Alexa she, all of her clothes. Yes, yeah, she stops dressing provocatively. Sure. Yes. Yes. Because she was the girl who came to school in Changed. grumpy clothes. And yes. then took off and was wearing revealing or provocative clothes. She gives it all to Alexa and... Yes. And that's how Alexa traps Simon in yes. Stephanie K's clothes. Yeah. So that is the beginning of the horrible third act of this movie. Yes. There's 20 minutes or so left, and this is like the third act is beginning. So, so we see Allison and her friend struggling to get a canoe in the water. And they are clearly wasted. Yes, they're grabbing, they're each grabbing a beer as they, like, get this canoe in the water, because Bronco's house is obviously on the lake, Yeah, and Joey just walks in to see a brooding snake. Yeah, Caitlin and Joey were outside, sort of told everybody they're engaged, and Joey's like, I'm gonna go get us some beers. So, he told Caitlin, like, I'll get you a beer, he doesn't expect Caitlin to be coming inside. He walks up to Wheels, who's still trying to cool off. Snake. And, sorry, Snake. <laughs> he walks up to Snake, who's still trying to cool off. And it's sort of like, hey, man, like, you almost blew it for me. Like, what are you trying to do? Like, I'm engaged, man. And Snake is sort of like, he just lets Joey have it. He's like, you think you're so cool. Like, you've been running around all summer, and you've been fucking, fucking Tessa, Tessa Campanelli. While you've been dating Caitlin. And Caitlin walks in and overhears this. 
And and Snake is not the kind of guy who would say fuck. So the fact that like Snake loses it and says fucking, and he he does like a fake clap for Joey and realize he realizes he screwed up because Caitlyn is right there. Caitlyn heard it all. Now just found out that her fiance was cheating on her all summer. And she iconically says, "You've been fucking Tessa Campanelli." And Caitlyn is not the person to swear. Caitlyn is like. The first time we meet Caitlyn, she's, like, afraid of Rick because he's the bad boy. Mm-hmm. Like, Caitlyn has always been the goody-goody. Yes. So for her to get mad and be like, you were fucking Tessa Campanelli. So this is a major moment because it was the first time anybody had said fuck on purpose. Like, not in, like, a documentary setting or something. On, like, a scripted program on Canadian broadcast television. Snake and, and Snake fuck. Snake said it first. Yeah. What a like that should be that and should he said be shit earlier too. But that should be a part of our heritage commercial right it there. Should. Like it, it that really iconic should. moment. It's it's the Halifax explosion of the nineties. <laughs> I always think of the like burnt toast. Doctor, <laughs> I smell burnt toast. Yeah. This needs to be a part of it. A part of our heritage. Snake saying fuck for the first time on TV. Yeah. So now Snake wisely leaves. Yep. And uh, Caitlin is furious and says, like, Joey, it's it's not true, is it? And Joey tries to sort of lie and get his way out of it. And, like, he, he can't do it. And they just have a real hard conversation. And Caitlin gets her heart broken. And he admits that he was having sex with Tessa. Uh, and that he wasn't a virgin when she lost her virginity. And... He was like, well, she was there. Like, he, he basically says, like, you weren't around. What was I supposed to do? Which is such, like, he's basically gaslighting her in this moment. Like, yeah. instead of being like, you're right. I fucked up. I'm so sorry. I don't I ex- thought we were going to break up. I don't expect you to forgive me. He basically puts it back on her by saying, you were working so hard at your crappy job that, like, I was bored and Tessa was there. Yeah. Which is also so mean to tessa yeah to basically oh the only reason that i ever did anything with you was because you just happened to be there yeah you were a warm body i'm getting mad joey is a dick yeah. <laughs> long story short joey's a dick yeah so caitlin storms off and locks herself in the back bedroom and joey tries to keep getting in and apologize and like she's not having it not having it so uh snake has gone outside to you know cool off and then he's watching as Allison and her friend drunkenly tip their canoe. And, so as uh, we as we said earlier, at the party, there was a scene where somebody was going around and pushing everybody into Lucy's pool. Yeah. And they try to push Allison into the pool. And her friend says, I never remember what her friend's name is. No. Let's just call her Kelly. Sure. So Kelly says, don't, she can't swim. She doesn't know how to swim. Yeah. So Allison doesn't get pushed in the pool. And then we cut to now where, like, Allison and her friend take this canoe. They go in the lake. They lose one of their oars. They're trying to reach it. The canoe tips over. They had beer on them when yeah. they were canoeing. Yeah. And I'm sorry, Allison, if you didn't know how to swim, A, why are you getting into a canoe? And B, why are you getting into a canoe without a life jacket? Yeah, seriously. Come on, do better, Allison. So she's, she can't even tread water. Like, this isn't like, oh, she can't swim. Like, this is like, she can't tread water. She's too drunk. 
her friend is too drunk to sort of swim over and get her. And Snake, the lifeguard, jumps into the water and starts swimming towards her. And so even though Yik and, uh, and Luke are clearly wasted as well, I was worried about them, they swim over to help. And uh, Snake gets there just as Allison has like fully disappeared under the water. She's not coming up anymore. She'd been bobbing up and down for a little while and she's gone. So Snake takes a big deep breath and he dives down and puts his lifeguard training to use. And everybody, everybody has now like sobered up and has stopped playing the world's longest volleyball game. <laughs> They're all standing uh, like at the edge watching this happen. Yeah. And Snake he comes gr- up, he breaks the water and he's got Allison there and he's got her head leaned back he's got her above water and he's swimming her back to the shore while uh, Luke and uh, Yik go get uh, the friend and the canoe and oblivious to what is going on outside Joey and Caitlin are having their drama in the house and Caitlin is like you know on the bed crying you know this... she's, she's uh, like she's so I, I can't even imagine like this super conservative girl thinks she's got her life figured out and like oh no not only is your boyfriend like a real piece of shit who bought you this crap ring. He cheated on you yeah. with a girl that is the same age as you. Yeah. And on top of all of that, they're really bringing down this whole weekend. Yeah. Like, poor Bronco and Lucy had everyone come over, and they're supposed to have, like, a fun, like, goodbye, everybody party. Yeah. And everybody is just being a bummer. Yeah. So, they... Luckily... Uh, Snake gets Allison back to the shore. Nancy, of course, being Nancy, has a has a towel waiting. Oh, she's and, like a cute little mother. And helps keep Allison out of shock. But I think the sad thing is, like, nobody checks on wheels because, like, everybody's paying attention. Snake! I'm sorry. I keep snake! Saying, it's I keep Snake! <laughs> nobody's checking on Snake. Somebody comes over and shakes... comes over and shakes his hand. But, like, he's clearly in shock. He is shaking. Like, he's he's messed up. And we were saying earlier that throughout all of this, Snake had been like, oh, how cool would it be if I got to save somebody? And I said, well, as a lifeguard, wouldn't your goal to be to not have to save anybody? Like, a good shift is like, I didn't even have to go in the water once. Yeah. So Snake finally got a dose of reality of what it's actually like to have to save somebody from drowning. And he is shooketh. Yes. He is literally shaking. This is like the best acting in everything. Like he he looks like he looks like when you see the footage of like the the soldiers on D-Day, like he's fucked up. Yeah. This this really messed with him. And everyone's like, "Oh, you're a hero." And is just paying attention to Allison and Snake is like he's either in shock and, and like we were sort of talking, he has unresolved trauma. Like he <laughs> he he's got some stuff going on in his head and he Yeah. He's got a weird, like, life and death thing going on. Poor Snake. So the fact that, like, he just saved somebody from dying, and it was a lot scarier than he ever expected, because it wasn't just like, oh, you know, blow my whistle and get the floaty, and you're in the pool. Like, this girl almost died. Yeah. So he's he's really messed up from it. And her friend, you know, goes over and hugs Allison, and, and that seems to be fine, and you're sort of like, oh, okay, like, Sucks for Joey and Caitlin, but, like, at least everything else is going okay. And then Bronco says, like, hey, where's Lucy? Like, 
her and her and wheels should be back by now. I mean, they were just going to get chips. Yeah. How long does that take? Yeah. You know, you think there's got to be a little, a little like corner store, or a whatever. ye old variety store or something yeah. around there. Yeah. And we, yeah, we have like this tight close up of Snake like shaking and freaking out, and we cut to Wheels shaking and freaking out. A close up of his glasses where his one. Lens is busted, shattered, and covered in blood. Yep, he's covered in blood, and he's under like a, a shock blanket. And uh, you see the fireman using the jaws of life to cut open the car that Wheels hit with his car. And you see a uh, a cop carrying a dead kid, being like, "Oh, we're too late for this kid. We got here too late to save this one." Yeah, which is such a callous thing to say. Yeah, especially like up in cottage country. This isn't like a, a gruff like. Inner city. Inner city uh, cop who, like, oh, I see this crap every day. This is, like, up in Muskoka. Like, oh, you know, like, old George is drunk again. We got to go take care of him. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm carrying this dead two-year-old. This, like, tiny little baby. Yeah. Ugh. And, like, you, they've obviously, they've covered the kid's face with a blanket, but she is carrying a lifeless corpse. Like, you, it is, it's not like it's, like, a movie where it's, like, oh, it's a baby and it's just, like, a blanket. Like, this is... This is a kid on set. Yeah. And uh, they say, oh, we found this beer bottle in the car. We're taking this kid to jail. So then we see, like, a really bizarre-looking gothic jail in downtown Toronto. So I initially thought that Joey was, like, pulling up to Alexa and Simon's wedding. Right. Because that's how ornate the front of this jail it looks like. It looks like a church or, like, an old post. Like, it looks yeah. like a building that was built, like, a hundred years ago. It looks like some, like, beautiful gothic church. There's, like, a gargoyle-style, like, there's, like, a, a yes. fresco or whatever. Yeah. There's, like, a, a carved face on the wall. And all it says above the door is jail. Yeah. Not what the name of the yeah, jail it's not, it's is. Not the Don Jail, which is the big jail near Toronto. Yeah, it's just jail. Yeah. Wheels is just in jail. Yeah. So, so we 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 know that the kid is dead. We know that the mom who is driving is hurt and we know that Lucy's really hurt. Yes. Cuz even looking at Wheels car, uh you can see like where their heads would have been like they flew through the windshield. Yeah. And when we see Lucy, that probably explains why she has so much damage to her eyes. I have a feeling she went, because she's so tall, I think she went, and there's no airbags, I think she Ugh. went, like, face first through that windshield. Oh, but that makes... That, uh, she didn't get flown out of the car, but... That, that, oh, that upsets me. Yeah. So we cut two wheels in jail. He still has his shattered glasses. And he's really in denial. He's going through the stages of grief. Yeah. And he's like, it's not my fault that kid wasn't wearing a seatbelt. It's not my, my fault, fault Lucy, Lucy wanted, wanted chips. chips. What kind of chips do you think Lucy wanted? Salt and vinegar. Yeah? Yeah. I, th- I feel like she would want something a little, like, maybe, like, some ruffles with some of the dip. Yeah. I guess so. I mean, she does She does have expensive tastes. Yes. She would want, like, some Miss Vicky's. She's like, ugh. Hostess, I need to go to a different store because this is back when Hostess existed. Ruffles, no, thank you. Yeah, Miss Vicky's or better. Um, so the yeah. entire time I watched this scene, I just can't help but think that I don't think Wheels would do well in jail. No, 
he's got this long hair. He's, you know, he's crying a lot. He's only 19. Yeah. He, he makes a point of telling Joey, like, I'm not a kid, Joey. Like, I'm 19. Like, you're going to jail. <laughs> this isn't juvie. This isn't, like, we're kids anymore. Oh, so, so he, sad. He makes a point of it being, like, yeah, no, like, the, I'm being charged with, like, dangerous operation of a vehicle resulting in injury times two. Yep. Uh, dangerous operation resulting in death times one and drunk driving. And that's a big deal for Wheels because his parents were killed by, by a, a drunk, drunk driver. driver. I how long was he in jail for? It must have been less than ten well, years. I mean, that Marco Muzo guy, he already got out. And he killed three kids and a grandparent or whatever. Yeah. That guy up in Vaughn. So like in in Ontario, in Canada, I'm saying at most he gets like four years. I mean I'm sure they probably sentenced him to 10, but he maybe got out in, like, 6. I also think that one of the reasons he did get out is because the one kid wasn't wearing a seatbelt. And... I mean, you'd need a really good defense lawyer, though. And he's yeah. He's yeah. Spent, you know, he was driving that piece of shit car, so... He was trying to get to Karen. Yeah. So, Karen probably doesn't want anything to do with him now. So we're at the hospital now where Lucy is and Bronco is by her side, like the good boyfriend he is. Yeah. Caitlin went to go visit her. Brought her some flowers and she's like, oh, where, where are Lucy's parents? It's like, oh, well, her mom's at work and her dad just went to go get some coffee in the cafeteria. And she asked Bronco, like, how is she? And it's like, well, they don't know if she's going to walk or see ever again. Caitlin goes in and puts down the flowers and she's like, can I go see her? And Bronco's like, she's sleeping. But Caitlin sort of like wakes her up being like, oh, hey, it's me. And uh, Lucy has like those, I've only ever seen them put on babies when they come out premature and they have to put them in like the... The The incubator? Yeah. Like Lucy's got those things that cover her eyes. Oh, Yeah. yeah. They're trying to... Like, I think she got her eyes scratched really bad from the glass. Yeah. I think they're trying to, like, re... I've, I don't know how to... I don't know. Yeah, I'm, they're I'm... basically trying... She has severe eye trauma. Yes. And they're making it clear by putting, like, these aluminum metal things over her eyes with the bandages underneath. She's got bandages on her head, and she's she's in rough shape. Like, she's, she's fucked up. And, and Caitlin is just, like, this wasn't how it was supposed to be, like... I think Caitlin also feels really guilty because the last thing, like the last time Caitlin and Lucy spoke, Lucy was mad at her. Yeah. And then Lucy gets in this horrific car accident. And I think Caitlin just feels like all sorts of guilt from all different sides. Well, because she sort of knows it's Joey's fault that all of this happened. Mm-hmm. And that she made the decision to be with Joey and that hurt Lucy so much. And then Lucy, the last thing Lucy knew was like, oh, great, now I have to go to school and be all alone. Yep. Which is my she, why she might have been so like, ugh, whatever, I'll go with wheels. Like, who cares? It's not like whatever. Considering earlier, she was like, my future's so bright, I gotta wear shades. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. And now she's gotta wear shades. <laughs> oh, no. No. Yeah. Poor Lucy. Yeah. So, Caitlin feels really guilty. And Lucy's like, it's just not fair. Like, I, I, I don't know if I'll ever see you again. And Caitlin, like, she doesn't, she's not the most consoling, but, like, it is a really heavy thing where you're just like, 
how do I talk to my friend who like her entire career involves around walking and being able to see yeah she's like, studying oh, film it's gonna be fine yeah uh, everything's gonna work out it's fine yeah yeah so next we see Joey talking to he drives over to Snake's house to be like hey man like why haven't you gone to see wheels and Snake is furious and he's like his parents got killed by a drunk driver and then what does he do he kills a kid drunk driving I mean he has no empathy at this point, I don't think there is any friendship left to save between Snake, Wheels, and Joey. No. They spent all summer being dicks to Snake. Yeah. And Snake is finally like, I'm going to school. I'm going to meet new people. And Joey shows up and... Gives him a hard time. Makes him feel guilty for not seeing his friend who fucked up. Yeah. Like, he didn't just like, oh, I totaled my car. Yeah. No, Snake, you totaled a kid and you fucked up lucy yeah like snake has every right to be mad at wheels yeah and never see him again and Joey. he he doesn't owe them anything at this point no i mean that's the thing like my best friend in the world who i've known since like around the same age they met like if he did something really bad i'd probably go visit him once in jail and be like hey like you fucked up but like you know i owe you this much mm-hmm. but like but no, at the like point after they like after how much shit wheel because like wheels always gave snake a hard time like oh your life's so easy oh you have two parents oh he made such a big deal out of like my parents were killed by drunk drivers my life is the worst wheels he was a, he was a real victim wheels was always very jealous of snake and i think joey yeah i think that like even when wheels had his parents uh their lives seemed a lot easier than wheels is did and I think there was always that weird dynamic between the three of them where they were always competing, but... And like, Wheels used to be sort of the cute one. He was a cute little kid. Yeah. But I think at this point, this is a friendship that, like, doesn't need to be repaired. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta move on. Snake is leaving. He's going to school. Joey has to finish school. And Wheels is in jail. Yeah. So... Three different stages. Three very different stages. Yeah. So Snake drives off. We don't know what school Snake is going to. No, he never really mentions. I'm going to say he's going to like Western. Mm. But we don't even know what he's studying. We know that he eventually becomes a teacher. Yeah. But like, let's say he goes to like Laurier or I don't know. Like, I So he I think he like went to school to study like media because he becomes like the computer that's teacher. True, that's true. So I feel... He could have gone to Carleton, too. I don't know. I think that would have been... Like, I think that would have been mentioned. Like, oh, I'm going to Carleton with Lucy and Caitlin. Yeah. I feel like he probably would have gone to, like, Western or Waterloo, maybe? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be somewhere that's close to Toronto, but it's going to be, like, no more than, like, a three-hour drive, probably. Yeah. So he drives, like, his Maybe he goes to Trent. (laughs) That would be cute. Yeah. You know, or maybe he goes to what is it, Lakehead, or what's the made-up school in uh, in Next Generation? Oh, Smithdale. Yeah. <laughs> so his mom, being a cartoon, is like, "Do you have enough underwear? Do you have enough socks?" They're like, she's helping him pack up the car, and then she drives off with him in the car to go drop him off at school. And uh, Joey is sort of sad and standing there and watches him drive away, and uh, you know, sort of trying to figure out what he's going to do. He doesn't have a girlfriend. Tessa won't talk to him. 
his only friend who he sort of went to talk to about anything is in jail. It's a weird this I think this scene it does a really good job of like describing the weirdness of like that time in your life. Yeah. Where some of your friends are going away to school, mm-hmm. some of your friends are staying close to home and going to school around you. Yeah. And some of you, like you or some of your friends, have to do another year of high school. Mm -hmm. And you're all at these very different places in your life. Mm -hmm. And it's this weird moment where you kind of are just like, I don't even, I don't know. I have my whole life ahead of me and I don't even know what's going on. Yeah. And I think this, I think this whole movie did a really good job of describing that, like, I want to stay here. I want to be with my friends, but I also am excited to leave and see what else is out there for me. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's rough because, like, I went through a similar thing, like, not as crazy as this, but, like, I failed grade 12. I had to stay back. A lot of my friends left and went to school. Some of my friends stayed around and took their own victory lap or did a, took a year off. So, like, it was sort of, like, a weird parting of ways with a lot of people. And then, unlike Joey, I hadn't fucked around with somebody in the younger grade at that point so I hadn't screwed anything up yet and I ended up making more friends in the, the, the grade below but yeah it's funny you see the redhead girl Trish she's the one or Tish whatever she's the one who was like I, used, I I'm three years sober like in the oh, deleted yeah. scenes like yeah. I feel bad because like just like the just like the mother and daughter reunion mother and child reunion there's yep. like so many people just in the background here who get like nothing to do so we are at oh shoot what's happening we are i hate technology we are at alex and simon's wedding and it is the most iconic 90s wedding ever yeah so the church doors open you see alexa come out in this huge white wedding dress yeah but also sort of conservative like it's got the the sheer for where her her um, cleavage would be, yep. but otherwise it's all sort of covered up. Simon has the most ridiculous-looking attempt at a perm, I guess. That they mention later that like Alexa did his hair. I love that she's wearing a tiara. Yep, because she's a little Greek princess. And she's like, I decorated the apartment. Like, oh, Simon, like, what a silly boy. And Simon's like, I let her think she decorated the entire apartment. He's talking to the boys. Like, it's a funny like back and forth of her being like oh and things are perfect and he's like yeah i just let her do what she wanted but like i made her do all the work and let her think she was having fun or whatever like it's kind of shitty but she's also kind of bad yeah it's kind of a give and take yeah um but i love that it's like a total like catch-up moment for everybody and we get a moment where because they make it look like Caitlin and Spike are the best of friends in mm-hmm. in Mother and Child Reunion. We actually get to see them talk to each other for the first time ever. Yes. At this wedding. And it does seem as though they are sort of like striking up a fun friendship. A fun little friendship. So this could be the start of, of that. Snake, um, Snake is there with his college girlfriend. Pam. Pam. She looks like a Pam, no offense. She is giving us Pam energy. Yep. She's she's a cute girl. Yes, but very much a Pam. Yep. And, you know, uh, Snake goes to get him and Pam some champagne. Joey's getting a white wine for himself. Uh, Snake and Joey sort of have a conversation. 
Snake asks how Wheels' case is going. And, like, we forgot to mention, this is October. Yes. They made a big deal of mentioning their wedding was in October. They got engaged in June, June. or July. Yeah. And even though it wasn't a shotgun wedding, seemingly, they are married in October. And so this is a, a month and at most a month and three weeks later if not just six weeks later or whatever so they are sort of catching up they clearly haven't spoken wheels's court date is still upcoming but he's yeah. going to plead guilty he's he's gotten over himself he's he's made amends with the fact that he is he realizes he's the one totally in the wrong he's not trying to blame anybody else and he's going to plead guilty so snake is sort of like impressed enough by that that like he might go visit wheels now yeah I mean, again, like, I don't think Snake needs to go visit him. I think that, if anything, it would just be nice for Wheels. Yeah. So, uh, Joey sees that Snake is there with somebody, and Jake, sorry, Snake does make the nice move and is like, I'm here with my girlfriend. I'd like you to meet her. That is nice. And he doesn't have to do that. He could just, he'd just be like, I need to get back to Pam. See ya. But instead, he introduces Pam to Joey, and like that yeah. is a really nice, like that's him making being the bigger person. He want, I think he wants to still maintain that friendship with Joey. Yeah, because Joey is a shithead, but like Joey's his shithead. Yes, they they've been friends forever. Yeah. Also, poor Pam. Imagine having to go to your new boyfriend's friend's wedding. Yeah, they've. Let's say even if they met on the first day of move-in. Sure. So like first week of september mm-hmm. they have known each other for at most let's say this is the last week of october they've known each other at most seven weeks yeah and she travels with him to an out-of-town wedding where yeah he goes to get them champagne and she's like hurry up i don't know anyone and i'm like that's fair yeah yeah that's sort of that that's sort of like a rude thing to say if you're older a little bit like obviously you would say it or you'd think it a lot you would you think it. it yes but she's sort of like, hey, I don't know anyone. Hurry back. Please hurry back. I don't yeah. want to stand here by myself. And it seems like they're here for a while because wherever Snake is going to school, he tells Joey like, oh, we'll catch up. I'm home for the week. So that's why you said it might be around Thanksgiving. Yes. If you are a non-Canadian listener, Canadian Thanksgiving is in October. Yes. Versus American Thanksgiving. Which in, is November. in November. Yeah. So Canadian Thanksgiving is the first week of, or second whatever weekend of of october so snake could be here for that we don't know how long pam is staying yeah we don't know if pam just drove down with him and she's going back and he's staying for the week yep or if i can't imagine dating somebody for six weeks and being like come home to meet my parents for a week like oh god that's insane god no no like yeah so uh then we see blt is their wedding dj we haven't love seen the entire that. movie. I, I love, love that it wasn't I just some that. random. I love yes. that it was BLT. Yes. Um, who was a man, not a sandwich. Um, and uh, Joey sees Caitlin talking to Spike and goes over to talk to her and sort of like apologize and try and make amends. And uh, he sort of does his best. And they. this does end on like, I guess, sort of like a nice enough ending where... If you were, I don't know if anybody really was like a Joey and Caitlin shipper. Like, it's not like they're Luke and Lorelai. It's not like they're they're a major couple where you're like, oh, are they going to be the ones in the end? Like, no, I think that like if there's any shippers, 
at least for the next generation, like, I was always Emma and Sean. Yeah. That's fair. I, uh, I can't even. No, it. we'll get into that. Yeah. I don't think Joey and Caitlin were ever destined to stay together forever. They have their moment again in the next generation, which yeah. we'll, we'll cross over. Oh, for sure. I mean, we could even, who knows? I think we're going to, like you said, we'll probably jump into like the first week of school for next generation. Yes, because it's almost back to school. It is. All the kids are getting well, their masks ready. Yeah, I was going to say they're gearing up and it's like, oh, they're actually like gearing up. Like they yeah. Medical, I don't know. It's, they, they need their masks and their sanitizer. I feel bad for any parent who's stuck at home with their kid, but I know that like the Delta fourth wave is coming. It's coming. It's coming. So I'm, I'm scared, but I'm glad I don't live with any kids or see anybody on a super regular basis yep. with kids in school. So yep. yeah, it's anyway, well, back to happier yeah, times happy in the night in the nineties. End of the end of this movie for as bad and dire as it got. Uh, is sort of happy. Yes. You, Joey asks Caitlin how Lucy's doing, and she she tells him like, "Oh, well, she's she's got vision back. I think in one eye. In and one she eye. Can walk with a cane. Yeah. So she's not like she's not bedridden. She it's a long road to recovery. But she's on her way. Yeah. She at least regained sight. Yeah. Which is good. She's yeah. starting to walk. Yeah. So she's she's almost back to regular Lucy, I would say. Yeah. And then during the credits, it's just a montage of scenes, and you get to look at the entire track listing of the soundtrack, and it is almost entirely Harem Scarum and Gowan, with a couple other artists peppered in there. I really feel that this would have been a fun movie to shoot. Oh, for sure. Especially for this cast, because they had known each other for so long. Yeah. And they got just to go hang out at a lake for however long it took to shoot this. Yeah. That would have been fun. They also did, though, while they were filming this, they did the... Have you seen any of the Degrassi Talks episodes? I have not. Okay, so Degrassi Talks was like... They gave the main cast members of the show, like, cameras themselves and had them go out and sort of do, like... The journalism term would be, like, streeters. Okay. But, like, they would go out on the street and talk to kids and, like, you know, do your parents talk to you guys about sex? Do you know anybody who sort of has an eating disorder? And they did, like, I think it's six episodes. I think there's special features on some on a DVD or we, I think you might be able to watch some of them on YouTube. But it was called, yeah, it was just sort of, like, a show to try and get kids to open up and realize, like, Degrassi is make-believe, but there are people out there who have problems just like you. Yeah. Here's us, the actors, talking to real kids who have With real those problems. real problems. Yeah. Okay. So it's sort of like, yeah, like a a documentary-style show. Each one is about a different topic. Like, oh, this is the one about abuse. This is the one about whatever, like mm-hmm. sex. So that's what they got to do while they were filming this. So it's, it's kind of neat that, like, this is a show that was important to so many kids and young adults and teens and to have them like get back out there it's such a canadian thing of like we're gonna have you get out there and like be positive in the community and try and help kids so like i i like that though because it's like and we talked about this we stumbled on original degrassi years after it stopped like it it was in production yeah at least because i would have been yeah this would have been when i was watching it like 90 97 
Yeah, 97, 98. So this, this was shot in 91 and mm-hmm. released in 92. Yeah. I I think I was in grade 7 when I started watching it. Yeah. Um, so I think it's nice that they, like, still kept it going in some way. Yeah. Which is Yeah, because like you were saying, yeah. like, Degrassi Junior High ends because the school burns down. Yes. And you're like, is there going to be more? Yes. Then you get Degrassi High, and the last episode is like, we have to close the school forever. You're all going to different schools. In in this universe, Degrassi High gets torn down. Yep. And Degrassi Community School is built. Yes. And it takes them 10 years to build Degrassi Community School. Which? Because it is not ready until... 2000, 2001? 2001. Yeah. Because it's the 10 year anniversary, even though technically, I think in this movie they established they were all the class of 92. They come back and they're the class of 91. It, it doesn't really matter. It's all. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So they. It took them 10 years to destroy that school and build a new one. That makes sense. Yeah. Construction. Yeah. You know, especially red, in Toronto. Red all, tape. Yeah. It's all. It's all gangsters and it's it's yeah it's all a racket it's all unions um yeah it's kind of it's crazy and it's 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 funny that they call it degrassi high schools out because like by this point the school didn't exist like they really focused on it being called schools out yes because it was like yeah school is out but none of these kids were actually at degrassi they all graduated from different schools because Degrassi's gone. But, like, the Degrassi... Yeah, they're on Degrassi Street. Yes. Even though in Toronto, Degrassi Street is, like, D-E space grassy. Yeah. They have fake signs made up for the movie and the show where it's one word. And they do close-ups of that sign where it's it's supposed to be, like, all of these kids live on... On Degrassi, Degrassi yeah. Fun fact, the junior high that yeah. they filmed at was filmed in Oakville, my hometown that's cool yep my mom went to vincent massey which is the school they used for the exterior shots and i think some of high okay yeah so my mom because she grew up in etobicoke and that's where i think vincent massey is yeah because i remember in one of the episodes not episodes um i was listening to a podcast and amanda stepto spike was on it and she talks about having to get bused to different locations and how much fun it was to be on the bus with everybody, which is like such a school thing. Oh, just yeah. cute. Well, that's the thing. Like they would go to school all week, and they would film all weekend. Yeah. So like this was their time life. To this was their life. Yeah. Yeah. And it was sort of like they'd all get bussed in. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, let's look at what the kids look like. Let's figure out what we're gonna write. And like, poor Nancy, just always poor. Poor Nancers. The most. The most she ever got was being like the girl who passed her driving test. Yeah. Oh, Nancy. All right. So, thank you for listening. Yes. Thank you so much. Our next episode will be the back to school episode of the Next Generation. Yes. So season one, episode three. Yes. Yeah, and it's the one where uh, you find out that Toby. Because he mentions in the first episode that his dad has moved in with his girlfriend. Yep. You find out who Toby's dad's girlfriend is and who her child is. Yes. And it becomes sort of the uh, the basis of the episode, and we're going to talk about that. And also the episode in the in Degrassi Junior High that it sort of uh, is... Um, Based, yes. 
And it also features Paige's iconic line, new year, new year, new look, new page. Yes. So all of that and more. Yes. So tune in next time, everybody. Have a good night.